Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Reichert Chevy Buick. We are live from Algonquin, Illinois at Jacobs High School. I'm Jimmy Musial alongside Paul Shavari as the Jacobs Golden Eagles are setting up to play against the Prairie Ridge Wolves. Paul, this is a very, very big matchup tonight, not just for Jacobs, but also for Prairie Ridge. Right now, 4-1 and one on the season, and Jacobs at, uh, what are they, at about 3-2 and two so far. Uh, that So this is going to be a very, very big matchup for both teams. And uh, first of all, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Jimmy. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. We are actually in the booth, and we are staying dry. We are avoiding... Uh, whatever rain may or may not come towards the game tonight. So this is going to be, again, a very, very good game. Very exciting for both teams. Uh, We've got a Jacobs team who is actually experiencing quite a bit of injuries the past couple of weeks. And unfortunately, there are going to be a few key players out for for Jacobs tonight. Yeah, with the the newest news being that uh, Anthony Wilson, after last week uh, tearing his ACL, it was officially ruled that he would be out for the remainder of the season. So uh, just some... Some uh, upsetting news for uh, the senior quarterback as, uh, as that's the end of his high school career on the, uh, the football field uh, after last week's or during last week's loss to Nequa Valley, 38-21. So it's going to be Cole Bardwaj that's going to get the start tonight for Jacobs. He came in uh, in relief uh, for Wilson last week. But like you said, Jimmy, other injuries as well. You know, they still are without uh, uh, Stephen Cavanaugh, their, their running back as well, or their fullback, as well as uh, Joey Price, their right tackle, who we saw get injured in week two against Huntley so not a good year uh with the injury bug for for Jacobs but uh they have to carry on and they're at a crucial point in their season right now uh with being three and two they got to get at least two wins to be a playoff qualifier um and that's of course with some help on quality wins uh or opponents wins which in the Fox Valley Conference you'd you'd think that you could get that but uh you got to worry about at least getting those two or three wins and they got a tough schedule with Prairie Ridge tonight, next week at Cary Grove, Crystal Lake South in Week 8, and then they have uh, Crystal Lake Central on the road in Week 9. So uh, not an easy part of the schedule for Jacobs, and it's gotta, they got to beat at least PR, Cary Grove, or Crystal Lake South, one of those three. But, hey, uh, any, any wins against those three teams would be uh, good wins. Absolutely. And, of course, I mean, we do talk about, obviously, the injury to Anthony Wilson uh, that was – that was pretty devastating for Jacobs. But at the same time, I mean, Cole, Cole Bardwaj, I mean, we actually had uh, the opportunity to catch a couple of his highlight reels 
uh, not just from this year, but also from last year. The guy's actually got a really strong arm, so it'll be interesting to see if Jacobs does go try to go maybe a little more uh, a little more pass heavy than in recent weeks, uh, because obviously they they do have some pretty they do actually have some pretty good running backs. You have uh, you've got Mobeck. And you also have, oh my goodness, I you know I had the Jake rosters. Michaels. Yeah, you had Jake Michaels in there as well. Those guys are actually getting a good amount of carries. So hopefully that can open some things up in the passing game for this Golden Eagles offense. But we actually do have an interview with Coach Bill Mitz. Our very own Joe Stevenson had the opportunity to talk with him earlier this week. Let's see what he had to say about tonight's game. Coach, what, what do you think about where you're at right now after five games at three and two? Well, you know, um, we're better off than we uh, uh, better off than being zero and five, <laughs> and uh, um, you know we, we've uh, faced some good teams, and um, you know we played two eight eight teams. Um, have done a, a good job against us. But, you know, realistically, we really feel that, except for that last quarter and a half against Huntley, that we played pretty good football. Even though the other night, you know, we got Nico took it to us pretty good, but they had their starting running back and their big starting tackle that came back that haven't played yet this year. So that's a pretty good football team we played on last Friday. So, you know, we're happy where we're at, but realizing that we're hitting the uh, it's a big streak now. We got big four football games in front of us, and uh, I think every every team left was probably feeling that way. You know, we we we've got our schedule, and uh, we just got to take it one week at a time. Starting with the two-time defending state champs, Friday night at home in our homecoming. Yeah, yeah. You guys have been hit pretty hard by injuries. You you lost Joey Price, your big guy, um, and Stephen Cavanaugh was probably your best back coming back. I don't think he's played, has he? No, he hasn't. And he's he's uh, one of those deals where if we get him, it might be when we play against uh, South. But as of right now, he is he is not back. And okay. of course, unfortunately, we got news uh, yesterday that uh, Anthony is done for the year too. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I think you were kind of fearing that all along. Your quarterback Anthony Wilson, and uh, that's that. That is unfortunate. What what kind of things can Cole Bardwash do for you? At well, you know, as I told both of those guys um, at the beginning of the season, we we felt a little bit like uh, Ohio State, and quite honestly, that we have two very good quarterbacks. You know. And uh, Cole has a, a very strong arm. Um, he may not have the speed that Anthony has to to break one as far as running the option and stuff like that. So that phase of our offense will probably be gone. But, uh, you know, it, it's always tough to lose a senior, you know, especially a guy like Anthony that has put so much into the program. But, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's part of football. Injuries is how, how you can bounce back with uh, the next man up. And Cole has taken the same amount of snaps that, that, um, Anthony has in practice. He hasn't in games. Uh, this year we've been fortunate enough to where he played half the game against Dundee Crown. He played half the game against Hampshire and then uh, a quarter against McHenry. And then last week against Nickel, he played a quarter and a half. So, and I think he, I don't know, you have to check your stats. He may have anywhere between three and five touchdown passes. So, um, you know, we're going to miss Anthony, but uh, again, then now it's Cole's opportunity to lead the show. And I know he's very excited to get going. What what impresses you about Prairie Ridge when you see them look at them on video? Well, the biggest thing about them is is just the the way they run their offense. 
you know, and and uh, you know now this year, you know, last year it was pretty pretty much Samson and and uh, uh, Samson's cousin who's at Winona State, and then yeah, Willis, yeah, yeah, Gilbertson, yeah, and and then Willis was you know banging in there for a few. Where now this year, as I just got home after drive, it took me <laughs> fifty minutes to get home on a ten minute drive tonight with this crazy weather, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know uh, Willis has now carried forty nine times. Excuse me, 90 times. The quarterback has carried 39 times, and both the wings have only carried about 20 times. So, if you're gonna if you're gonna beat this team, you've got to be able to stop the quarterback. But we know that that I mean the, the fullback, and knowing that the quarterback can still run with the ball too, and he can, and both of the wings are good. But they're uh, they're sound in everything that they do offensively, defensively. We think there's some things that we can capitalize on, and uh, it, it, it should be a very exciting football game. I think it's it's uh, two pretty evenly matched teams, even though we've had three tough injuries. Our other guys have stepped up big. All right, Coach. Well, hey, thanks a lot. I'll uh, I'll see you out there Friday. Good luck to you guys. All right, buddy. All right, that was Coach Bill Mitz talking about his team for tonight's game. And obviously, yes, you are going to have that next man up type of mentality, obviously, with, uh, you know, now with, with uh, Bard- Bardwaj having to take over for Anthony Wilson. And then, you know, you have a couple of other guys on the offensive end who are probably going to have to step up tonight in order to make something happen for this Eagles offense. So, uh, Paul, you, you know, it, it's not it's not impossible, right? We've definitely seen that this that this um, this Prairie Ridge team is they're very good, obviously, on all sides of the ball. But if you but they have shown, obviously, that there are that there are a few weaknesses. So Jacobs might, you know, their defense may or may not be able to take advantage of some of those weaknesses now. And as Coach Mitz was just talking about, if you stop the quarterback, that could definitely help you. Oh, yeah. And I'm just thinking from Prairie Ridge's uh, game planning for this game. It's got to be hard because there's not a lot of film out there on uh, Cole Bardwaj. So, I mean, now the Jacobs offense might look completely different than something that Prairie Ridge is used to seeing out of them. So, I mean, there is that element of surprise. And um, But, yeah, it's, uh, Prairie Ridge's defense, uh, they, they were talking about how they can't get a stop uh, a lot of times on, on third down. And, uh, you know, they want to force a bad throw. They want to try and get the other team to throw an incomplete pass. It's going to be uh, putting pressure on Cole Bardwaj that is going to be the key to success for the Prairie Ridge defense in order to uh, to try and, and, and uh, stop that offense. Yeah, and of course, Bardwaj on the year is uh, 11 for 20. He's got 55% completion percentage, uh, 152 yards and three touchdowns on the year so far. And if we talk about some of these other uh, some of these other guys on this on this Jacobs offense, they are actually having pretty decent years. You've got Jacob Mobeck, who has he's got 36 attempts, 287 yards. That's about 7.9 yards a carry, three touchdowns. And you got Jake Michaels, who's on 56 attempts, 255 yards, four and a half yards a carry. So, it you know I mean obviously like these guys these guys are very capable of of running the ball. They're very capable of passing either way as well because you've got guys like Daniel Klein. You got you have guys like uh, Josh Hill and Max Steck. I mean, these guys are. It, it's still it's still a very good uh, Jacobs offense, and you have to almost think that they might have a little chip on their shoulder going into tonight, especially playing against a team like Prairie Ridge. Oh, definitely. I you know I think when you got a guy like like Wilson who's out, you know he, he uh, accounts for 
the majority of the touchdowns or almost the majority of the, the rushing touchdowns, you know, it is a next man up mentality. And that's why, you know, I expect to see Jacob Mobeck and Jake Michaels have a big game on the ground to try and make up for that, that lack of running game from losing Anthony Wilson. Absolutely. But of course, we do have to talk about this Prairie Ridge team. I mean, they are obviously one of the uh, they're, they're one of the better teams in Class 6A right now. They're at four and one on the year. And, of course, as Coach Bill Mitz was talking about, you've got Jackson Willis, who, I mean, he's basically the leading, the leading rusher in the area right now. I mean, he's got, he almost has 100, 100 carries on the year. And I think the, 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 the player who has the second most attempts, I believe, is actually Connor Lydon at, like, 39, 36 or 39. But, nonetheless, Willis has 1,040 yards rushing on the year. He has 14 touchdowns. I mean, this guy... This kid, there's no signs of stopping him right now, and hopefully Jacobs can do that. And to have that at the halfway point of the season, I mean, I know you know we played five. There's four to go, including tonight. But still, to already be at over a thousand yards rushing and, and at least ten touchdowns is just so impressive for a, a nine-game schedule. So I can't imagine what's left in the tank for uh, for Jackson Willis. Absolutely, but of course we have you know there are some other guys who are taking you know they're taking some of the load as well. You've got Connor Lydon who has you know 39 attempts, 350 yards, he got seven touchdowns on the year you got Ethan Kirchberg you have Blake Brown I mean they're these guys all have a lot of wheels when it comes to when it comes to basically whenever the ball is in their gut I mean they just they take it and they can run with it these guys are like track stars out there so uh Joe Stevenson actually had an opportunity to talk to coach Chris Shrimp so let's hear what he had to say about tonight's victory uh tonight's win uh, or wow tonight's win tonight's matchup yeah I know I'm very sorry yeah tonight's matchup against Jacobs my goodness sorry All right, Coach. Well, hey, congratulations on uh, getting to four and one. And what do you think about you know the position you've put yourselves in here after five weeks? Yeah, well, with uh, with the team that we have, which is a younger group of guys, uh, pretty happy with uh, you know where we're at. You, you obviously like to win them all, but you know sometimes that just doesn't happen. And um, yeah, so happy being four and one. Looking forward to a, a big game with Jacobs and. Um, you know, we got a tough, tough real tough uh, part of our schedule coming up, and, uh, you know, hopefully these first five games really have prepared us for it. Yeah, you still have Jacobs and uh, also Crystal Lake South and, and Kerry Grove. Kerry Grove Kerry right and, first in the state remaining yeah, Kerry and Wabonzi Valley. So. Oh, Wabonzi Valley, too. That's right. They're five, and they're 5-0 and oh and just cracked the 8 yeah. rankings. Man, that is a tough, uh, a tough close to the season. Yeah, what do you think sure. of that? It's going to be tough. We'll, we'll definitely uh, we'll know what we're made of, and if we make the playoffs, we will definitely be uh, tested enough to, uh, you know, hopefully make a, a little bit of a playoff run if we can, you know, survive the end of the schedule. Yeah, and you, you just spoke a little bit about how young you are. I think you told me you guys are starting what six or seven seniors is all. Uh, probably less than that. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, consistently three on offense and, um, you know, two to three on defense. So, yeah, it is a it is definitely a, a younger team overall. What do you think of the job that those guys have done for you? Well, they really, I, I mean, uh, the position that they've been put in there, you know, they've really stepped up. Um, you know, really happy with the way the offensive guys have responded. Um you know, we're, we've kind of thrown a lot at them. They're smart kids. They, uh, we were just talking about this the, uh, yesterday. You know, we got 30 kids on our team are in an AP class right now. 
we've got five kids on our team that have over a 4.0 GPA. Um, so it, it's a fun group in that they're they're smart. They pick things up pretty quick. Um, so happy with with where they're at. And you know our defensive group, they're going through some growing pains here and there, but uh, you know they're still working hard. And and you know I know they're gonna gonna pull it together here. Yeah, I mean your offense has been really productive again, uh, even without some of those stars you had last year. The defense has had its moments, had a couple rough games too. What do you need to do better defensively? Do you think? Well, I think it's just uh, you know better defending on third down. Um, that's really kind of been you know an issue where we're getting some uh, some teams in third and long, and we just can't finish out the series. Um, no, something we're working on. Something that you know, again, a, a young team. We, you know, we can't kind of take that. You know, a little bit of a, all right. You know, it's third and long. Oh, we're you know, they're just you know, they're going to throw something incomplete and punt. You know, and uh, you know, we got to finish the the four down series there, and and hopefully we'll we'll get that together. All right, coach. Well, thanks a lot. We'll uh, see you out there Friday night. Good luck. Okay, sounds good, Joe. Thank okay. you. All right, some words from Coach Chris Shrimp on his Prairie Ridge Wolves team. And for those of you just tuning in, welcome to the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Riker Chevy Buick. You are actually listening to the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, pregame show. Buffalo Wild Wings is a great place to bring the family. Everyone is happy at B-Dub Sports on 40-plus TVs for Dad, kids' meals, plus games on handheld tablets for the kids, and Mom's happy because she didn't cook. Take advantage of their weekly specials, including half-price traditional wings on Tuesdays, $1.49 kids' meals, on and 99-cent chicken tenders on Wednesdays, and 6 65 cent boneless wings on Thursdays and Mondays. Everyone loves B-Dubs and Chris Lake and Algonquin or order online at buffalowildwings.com. So if we were to, you know, we, we need to talk about some some ways that uh, that Jacobs can potentially can potentially beat this Prairie Ridge team, right? It's going to be a very, very tough task. Um, but then, of course, on the other side of the ball, you have to you have to think, is Prairie Ridge going to be ready to take on possibly a Jacobs passing attack because Cole Bardwise, there's no film. There's not, I mean, there's really not a lot on him so far. So how is that, how is that going to correlate into this game? Well, we saw Prairie Ridge only once this season with our own eyes, and that was their loss to Huntley, uh, their only loss in, you know, however many years. And it was a passing game by Huntley, I think, that really took advantage of things uh, by the end. It was, uh, you know, uh, uh, down the uh, down the way where it was uh, the last drive of the game where Huntley was able to um, Huntley was able to, to just drive down, pass, 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 slant, pass down the middle, uh, you know, utilizing uh, on the on the wing where they had um, – Oh gosh, help me! A Boland, Michael Boland. So I mean, you know, uh, it, a passing game uh, can hurt this this PR defense. And one thing to to note here, Jimmy, I mean, with the with the schedule, we talk about how Jacobs has a crucial point of their schedule right now. Uh, if Jacobs can pull off, which I mean, we more or less are calling this an upset right now, just uh, given the pedigree of Prairie Ridge and the records. If Jacobs can pull off this upset, Prairie Ridge has three tough games after this. So if you want to include Jacobs in this final four games here, Jacobs at Jacobs at Wabansi. Valley versus Cary Grove at Crystal Lake South. You've got four teams that have combined for only four losses on the season. So Prairie Ridge, if they lose tonight, if they can't win a single game to, to finish off the season, they're out of the playoff hunt. Wow, that is very, very hard to imagine considering how, honestly, considering how talented this uh, this PR team really is. But uh, yeah, that'll be very interesting going forward. Um, so obviously it all, it all starts out with this game right here. But if we were to talk about some keys to victory as we have about seven minutes left here until uh, until game time. 
So let's go ahead and start out with let's start out with Jacobs first. So from an offensive standpoint, because we'll we'll talk we'll talk a little bit about both sides, you know, both sides of the ball. If we talk about offense, what are some things that you think that this Jacobs team will have to do in order to put themselves in a good position to win? Well, they got to go behind the arm of uh, Cole Bardwaj. I think if that's if that's their strength and that's what Bardwaj brings to the table with his game, I think a successful passing game is going to be a key to uh, victory. And, and if they can complete a lot of passes in a row and really open up that passing game. Think of what that does for the running game. So I think, I think it starts there. I think it starts with the good passing offense coming from the arm of Cole Bardwaj. All righty. And of course, you know, for, so defensively for, for Jacobs, um, you have to think, you have to think to yourself, yeah, it's going to be really hard. I mean, this is a triple option offense. I mean, pretty much any time that I'm even trying to call out, if somebody has the ball, I can barely tell until about five seconds after. So it's, it's, it's insane. But as soon as these guys do get the ball, it's like, they just, they just take off like they're running, you know, like they're running a hundred meter dash. And it's, it's absolutely insane. So for, for Jacobs, uh, in order for them to be successful defensively, you'd probably have to think, well, in my opinion, at least you'd have to stop the quarterback first. Yeah, you got to stop the quarterback, but I think you have to you have to clog up the middle. I think you know we see a lot of times when Willis gets the ball, he gets great blocking up the middle from uh, you know Preston Polizzi, Nick Matran, Tim McGuire. That's your center and your two uh, guards respectively. So I mean, it's really going to have to be those defensive tackles on that Jacobs four uh, three front. And uh, you know we saw we saw PR play a uh, uh, Huntley's three three stack. So now they're going up against a four man front. All righty, and we're going to take a quick break here as we go for the national anthem. anthem played by the Jacobs High School marching band. Wonderful job by them. So, Paul, to add on to your point earlier, sorry that I no, actually no had worries, to interrupt no you there a little bit, um, but you were talking about the uh, the three three. Uh, what was that? The three three five stack. So, so Jacobs runs a four three offense. But okay. we were. I was saying that uh, Prairie Ridge has faced when we saw him that that three three stack that Huntley yes. had, and I think Huntley had some problems containing Jackson Willis right at the line of scrimmage. Well, now there's a four man front for Jacobs, and it's going to be up to I think Bradley Silva. And uh, the combination of Nick Zanta and Elios Martinez, the defensive tackles for Jacobs, to uh, really do a good job of stopping those handoffs up the middle to to uh, Jackson Willis. And, of course, you do have the defensive ends on the left and right. You have Cade Portell, and you also have George Trajanic. So those guys are going to have to make sure that they have some contain because, obviously, as we saw in that game against Huntley, 
this Prairie Ridge team can still get to the outside and they can get there pretty fast. Yeah, and if, if you don't have a disciplined defensive end, you, you have, you know, with no contain, then you have a guy that's just going to be completely running uh, just east and west on you and can uh, break things open and, and go north-south on you. So, I, I you know, it's one of those things where if you, if you have uh, really good outside linebackers, really good defensive ends, really contained from the outside, you can really make this a one-dimensional Prairie Ridge offense. But they have so many weapons, though, so, I mean, you know, it goes one place. If you stop that, there's another place they can get you. Absolutely. And, of course, we do have this Prairie Ridge this Prairie Ridge team, and we have to talk about some keys to victory for them. On offense, you know, I would really say if it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it because, obviously, these guys are doing a fantastic job. you got against Jackson, you know, Jackson Willis. He's got 1,040 yards rushing on the season. He has 14 touchdowns. You know, it's in absolutely insane, and we're only halfway through the season. So I would say absolutely. You don't have to, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But what they could do is they could mix in, they could mix in some type of, uh, some type of a passing game as well with Connor Lydon. You do have Keegan Garris and Carter Evans, actually, who are pretty capable receivers. Yeah, they're definitely capable receivers who have uh, also gotten some touchdown uh, receptions this year. And, you know, if, if uh, the running game isn't, isn't working for Prairie Ridge, which I would find that very hard to fathom, you do have uh, some guys that can catch the ball on the outside with the, the tight end and the wide receiver, respectively. Of course, and and defensively, actually, as we've been talking about pretty much all pregame, you're going to have to watch out for Cole Bardwaj now because he is—he does have a very, very decent arm. I mean, we, like I said, we've seen some highlight videos from him. We've seen a couple of, you know, we've seen a lot of different things. Um, so I would say that Prairie Ridge has to watch out for the passing attack. But then at the same time, also stay disciplined with the run game as well because you don't want to necessarily focus on one dimension from this Jacobs team and then you don't want to get busted in the run game. Yeah, and one of those things that I want to see out of this Prairie Ridge defense is, you know, provide pressure on Cole Bardwaj. I mean, he hasn't had a lot of reps this season at quarterback, and I think I think providing a, uh, so much pressure on him where he's making bad throws is going to be a really key to their success. Absolutely, and of course, if you are just tuning in, this is the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Reichert Chevy Buick in Woodstock, serving the greater Crystal Lake, Woodstock, and Huntley area for over 66 years and the home of market-based pricing. Reichert Chevy Buick shops the market so you don't have to. For the best deal period, it's Reichert Chevy Buick on Route 47 in Woodstock or visit them on the web 24-7 at reichertautos.com. So with a little under a minute left until game time, um, you know, I... I do have to say, like, I do feel like this is actually going to be a very interesting interesting matchup tonight. And by the way, it is matchup. It's not win. It's a matchup. I, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> un- unbelievable. It's just, words are hard today, apparently. So, um, so yeah. But I, so in, in your mind, actually, now we talked about some keys to victory. In your mind, who is probably going to be the most important player on both teams? You take Prairie Ridge and I'll take Jacobs. I think Prairie Ridge, it's got to be Jackson Willis. You know, I think, you know, you, you uh, ride on the horse that brought you here. You know, 1,000 1, yards rushing through five games in the season. I think, uh, you know, I, though I think there's so much talent in that running game for Prairie Ridge, I just think it's obvious that Willis is the best ball carrier that they have. So, I mean, I think you have to go behind him as your leader. Absolutely. And, of course, I'm going to go ahead and take Cole Bardwaj. I know we've been talking about him all pregame, but you know what? He has a very big opportunity tonight to play against a very good Prairie Ridge team as we are set up for the kickoff of this Northwest Herald game of the week on nwherald.com. Yeah, I wanted to mention that Prairie Ridge will be receiving the ball. I believe they also won the toss. And we've got P.J. Castellano who is going to be kicking off for Jacobs. 
He will be going from left to right, boot to leather, and here we go. We are underway as PR's return man takes it past the 20 and a little bit past almost to the 25. So that's where PR will be taking over. It looks like it was number four. It was Jackson Willis on the return. So obviously he's going to be He's going to be pretty involved all night, especially on offense. Yeah, and you were, uh, I think you mentioned, Jimmy, that uh, was it out of all the times they faced each other since 2010, it's uh, in favor of Prairie Ridge by what, four, four, four to, to two. two? Four to two, yep. Four wins to two wins in favor of Prairie Ridge. And here come the Wolves who are taking over on the 22. You've got Connor Lydon under center. And he goes into motion. Not yet. Now goes into motion. That would be Blake Brown. And Jackson Willis gets it up the middle for a couple of yards. Gets himself a little bit past the 25. It's a good read by the Jacobs defense, finding it to uh, Willis right away, especially with Brown in motion. And it looks like, like we were talking about, it looks like uh, A.J. Santi, and it was also George Trujanic on the tackle. It'll be second down and six. Here comes Brown into motion. Resets. And it looks like, again, Jackson Willis with the carrot. He's swallowed up by a bunch of Jacobs defenders on that play. Well, so far, two plays in. It's working what I was saying, Jimmy, about having to stop Willis up the middle. And they go to Willis on the first two carries of the game. Now it's going to be interesting to see how Prairie Ridge responds as it's a, a longer field on third down. So they had a pretty big, they actually had a good loss of about three yards on the play, so it'll be third and eight, 10.49 remaining in the first quarter. Ball on Prairie Ridge's 23. And he's got two receivers right and left as Leiden pitches it out to Brown over to the right side, and he is finding a corner, gets past the first down, past the 40, almost to about the 45. Yeah, and there's what we were talking about in the pregame show. you got to stay disciplined on the outside. Great blocking on the right-hand side for Prairie Ridge. Really opened up a lane for that big gain on third down, and now it's a fresh set of downs for the Wolves. And as we were saying, too, you got you have to make sure that if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to plug up the middle, you got to make sure that you contain on either the right or left because obviously we've shown there, Blake Brown does have some wheels, so he was able to turn the corner and get a first down. Big gain. And here comes Leiden. He gives it to Kirchberg on the right side, and that is actually sniffed out by Jacobs. They were able to, able to tackle him at, almost at the line of scrimmage, maybe a little bit behind. And it looks like there was no gain on the play, so it'll be second and 10 on, P on Prairie Ridge's 42. That's a correction. They were actually pushed back to their 36. And here comes Leiden again with Jackson Willis up the middle. It looks like he's going to break away. He is past the 40, gets past the 30, down to the 20, down to the 10. He might be stopped. Nope, that's not going to happen. It's Jackson Willis with the touchdown. Yeah, it just wasn't even touched once he got past the line of scrimmage. It was just nothing but daylight for him up ahead. And you know, we were saying Jackson Willis, you know, he's leading the area and rushing for a reason. And though the first two carries maybe didn't uh, work out for him, he made sure on the third one to, uh, to go as far as he could go. 
And one of the other things about this about this Prairie Ridge offense is the fact that it, it almost looks like the quarterback just runs with the running back and then decides at the last second to give him the ball. I mean, it's it's actually it's unbelievable. It's almost like they're just it's almost like they're just one runner until somebody decides to just give it up. And it looks like the extra point will be good. And that was the kicker for Prairie Ridge. It was J.T. Wrights. So the Wolves take a 7-0 lead early here in the first quarter. 9.45 left. So the Golden Eagles will try to make something happen on their own in this, next up, in this upcoming possession. A very quick possession for the Wolves. Only 2 minutes and 15 seconds that they had that ball. And, you know, we were saying, Jimmy, it's... Uh, just such a high high octane offense for Prairie Ridge, and it looked like Jacobs was going to get a good stop there on third down to really force Prairie Ridge to punt. But look how the Wolves are able to just turn it around very quickly and just get into the end zone. Absolutely, and that's one of the that's the other thing about this PR offense. I mean, they can score in a hurry, so Jacobs is going to have to make some adjustments and see if maybe they can get a big stop next on their next possession. Well, that's if, a big reason why they put up what fifty seven points a game, with the exception of their one loss of the season to Huntley. So, I mean, maybe that's a key to the game. Is if you want to beat Prairie Ridge, you got to hold them to under thirty points. Could be. We'll definitely have to see how that works as JT Wright sets up for the kickoff right to left. And Wright gets the kickoff. And it looks like that will sail out of the end zone for a touchback, so Jacobs will take over. And Prairie Ridge having a 7-0 lead after a big run by Jackson Willis for their first touchdown. 9.45 left in the first quarter. So here we go. We get to see Cole Bard get to see Cole Bardwaj take over this Jacobs offense. Now he has three receivers right and one to the left. Be, looks like he's already dropping back to pass, and he throws it out to the left-hand side, and that looks like Daniel Klein number. That is Daniel Klein number five. That was a good catch over on the left-hand side. So it'll be second and four here coming up, and ball's on Jacobs 26. And going right to the pass game right away. You know, it's uh, something that we expected with Bardwash having a better arm than Wilson. I think we're going to see a lot more throws than we're used to seeing out of the, out of the Jacobs offense. And here comes Bardwash on second and four, actually, and the run by Jake Michaels is sniffed out pretty good by Prairie Ridge's defense, so that was a minimal gain. It looks like it'll be... About third and five here on Jacobs 25 or about the 26 maybe. 8.50 left here in the first quarter. And again, they're going with that shotgun set with three receivers right and one to the left. And it looks like Michaels is lining up to the left of Bardwash. Oh boy. Yep. All righty. And it looks like we are going to have a false start here. Over on the right-hand side, it looked like Josh Hill got very anxious and he completely jumped the snap count. So it'll be a false start here on Jacobs. That'll push him back a little bit for a third and 10. Yeah, Josh Hill just already taken off on his route and it looked like uh, some of his receivers uh, to his left also kind of jumped as well too. But they're never going to let the wide receiver get downfield before the ball snaps. So it'll be third and 10 here. Let's see what this Jacobs offense can do to maybe try and convert. This was indoor football, though. That's a different story. <laughs> and Bardwaj drops back 
throws it downfield, and it is way overthrown in the middle of the field, it looks like. It was good coverage by Prairie Ridge, so it'll be fourth and ten. Jacobs will be forced to, uh, will be forced to punt. About 8.15 left here in the first quarter of play. Prairie Ridge has a 7-0 lead. And for those of you tuning in, welcome to the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Reichert Chevy Buick. We are live from Algonquin, Illinois at Jacobs High School as I'm Jimmy Musio alongside Paul Shivari. As the punter for Jacobs, it looked like Castellano again and... Jackson Willis is going to receive for the Wolves, and he juked out a couple of defenders, almost got to midfield. What amazing agility. I mean, he, he didn't get a clean catch of that punt at the 40-yard line and was able to dodge a couple of uh, defenders and get all the way up to the 47-yard uh, the line. So great job by Jackson Willis to just get an extra seven yards out of that punt return. That's actually something that I remember Joe mentioning about Jackson Willis is that he is of, like he had high praise from, from Coach Chris Schrempf about just – Strong, ki strong kid, and fast at the same time, and he's always in the weight room working on his working on his strength. I mean, it's just unbelievable. This kid is so fast. And here comes Kirchberg in motion, and there is actually a fumble on the play, and we're going to see it is actually recovered by Jacobs. Well, that'll be good for the Golden Eagles defense, so that they can they were able to get a fumble recovery, and now they have very good very good field position on Prairie Ridge's 46-yard line. Yeah, I followed uh, Jackson Willis on that, that play, and it looked like uh, he was going to be eaten up for about a, a one-yard gain, but uh, just lied and losing it in the backfield. Great field position for Jacobs, and now let's see if they can capitalize and get back into this game. Here's Bardwaj under center. He's got a three-running back set, and it looks like the carry is Jake Michaels, and Michaels gets himself almost to a first down, about a gain of eight or nine. And it actually looks like that is going to be a first down, so they will move the sticks. A good run by Michaels on the right side. First down! In case you guys didn't know, that's a first down for Jacobs. In case you didn't know, yes, it is a first down as Michaels gets the carry once again and is run into by a horde of Prairie Ridge defenders. That'll be minimal gain, if any, on that run. It'll be second and about 10 on the 35. So the Golden Eagles are still trying to threaten here to score after that big fumble recovery by the Jacobs defense. And here comes Bardwaj under center as he does a little fake and he's trying to evade the pocket. He throws it to the left and it is incomplete, overthrown just a tad. Over to the left-hand side, he was looking, looked like he was looking for number four, Vandalin, on the, on the pass. Yeah, just a great great pressure uh, provided by Trevor Schwally to, uh, to get to him, force Bardwash to kind of throw across his body, kind of an awkward pass, uh, looking for his intended receiver on that. So just, you know, that's what, that's what I was saying. If you provide pressure on Bardwash with uh, the limited amount of reps that he's had at quarterback this season, you might force him to make some bad throws and really... Uh, put him under duress so that they could uh, force him to, to just lose a down. And here we go, third and nine on the Prairie Ridge 34 as we have another fake, and it looks like Bardwaj is looking to his left again, but he had to throw across his body, so that is an incomplete pass, so that'll be fourth down. 
Looks like it was intended for number five, Daniel Klein. Yeah, and I'm wondering if this, uh, just with his pocket presence, if uh, footwork is going to be something that, that they're really going to have to work on these last few weeks with uh, Bardwaj to uh, make him successful throwing over to his left side when he's uh, under pressure. And with 7.01 remaining in the first quarter, looks like Jacobs is going to go for it here. Not a bad idea. I mean, you don't give the Wolves great field position even if you don't convert this. Plus, got to trust in your kids. Three receivers right, and Bardwaj drops back to pass. There's a little screen pass over to Michaels, and Michaels, oh, and he just, just falls shy too. just shy of the first down. Looked like the field looked like the field was a little bit slippery on that play. There was nobody around him, and he falls just short of the first. So Prairie Ridge will take over here on the 30. What an incredibly tough break. That was unbelievable. There, he had so much green field in front of him on that one. Yeah, he easily would have converted that first down if he just didn't slip. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a wet field. It had been raining or at least drizzling all day. So just a tough break for the Jacobs offense. Now the defense has to pick him back up again. And here we go as Willis gets the ball up the middle again, and he gets the first down almost to midfield at about the 45. Again, Jackson Willis just showing off his strength and his speed at that running back position. So that'll be a first and 10 at Prairie Ridge's 45. 6.42 left in the first quarter. Already 74 yards rushing on four carries for Willis. And Prairie Ridge resets. You got Brown going in motion. And looks like Jackson Willis on the carry again for about a gain of five. Gets himself to about midfield. And Willis had the strength to really make that an extra run. I mean, he was eating up uh, just about a yard or two into, after the line of scrimmage, but just stretched that out another couple of yards. And that's another thing Willis can do for you. I mean, he's just got that strength to really power that ball forward. And here we go as Leiden has Brown going into motion, resets. And the Golden Eagles cheer section is really trying to get their, their players into it as Leiden decided to keep it himself, and he has stopped. So that was a good job by the Jacobs defense to be aware that Connor Leiden can also take it by himself if he needed to. So that'll be third and about five yards. There was no gain on the play, so third and five at midfield. I believe that's the first time that uh, Leiden's carried the ball today. That was, actually. That was the first time he's carried the ball. Well, he hasn't had to. He just gives it to Jackson Willis, and he just lets him do the rest. Well, yeah, so far, I mean, they've run, uh, what, seven, eight plays here. Uh, five of them went to Willis, and then uh, now Leiden keeping it once, and uh, Kirschberg and Brown each with a carry. Be third and five. And here comes Jackson Willis again with the carry, and it looks like he's going to be stopped short of the first down. Good job by the Jacobs. Golden Eagles defensive lineman to stuff up the hole up the middle. Yeah, I can't tell which defensive tackle got to him there. It's actually Bradley Silva getting that stop. You know, big, strong defensive tackle up the middle, and it uh, forces Prairie Ridge to punt. So great defensive stance for the Eagles to uh, force the Wolves to punt here on their third possession of the game. And that's what we were talking about. Bradley Silva's going to have his hands full tonight on that, you know, up the middle for that defensive line of Jacobs. So it looks like... Uh, Looks like J.T. Reitz is actually going to kick. 
He's going to punt here for Prairie Ridge on fourth and three. And here comes the kick. And it looks like it'll sail out of bounds almost near the 20, actually just at about the 20. So that's where Jacobs will take over. So good job by Jacobs Golden Eagles. Their, their defense making a stand there and not allowing any more damage to be done. 7 to nothing right now. The Prairie Ridge Wolves have the lead with 4.14 left in the first quarter. And if you're just tuning in, welcome to the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Reichert Chevy Buick. We are live from Algonquin, Illinois as the Golden Eagles are taking on the Prairie Ridge Wolves. I'm Jimmy Musial alongside Paul Shavari. We've had a pretty good game on our hands so far here. Oh, definitely. You know, I think uh, the Jacobs defense picking up that uh, that takeaway on the second possession of the game for Prairie Ridge kind of changed the momentum and swung it back in the favor of the Eagles. Now they just got to get on the board. And here comes Bardwise. He's going to drop back to pass. Really pretty decent blocking by the, by the running back for Jacobs. And now Bardwise is going to take it by himself, and he has finally wrestled down at about the... 25. Well, and this is where uh, losing Anthony Wilson kind of hurts that uh, that that QB sneak for the Eagles. As Bardwaj, you can see, doesn't have the legs that Wilson quite does. And of course, we do have a we actually do have a flag on the play, so we're going to see what the call is. And it looks like that was a block in the back, so that will push the Golden Eagles back just just a tad. But not bad. Pretty good. Pretty good awareness there by Bardwaj. I mean, he had he had very constant pressure, actually immediate pressure almost, and uh, had to go ahead and take it by himself. Didn't have bad legs there. So let's see if they can kind of rebound here after after the uh, penalty, and it'll be first down and twenty on their own thirteen. And we've got Michaels lining up to the left of Bardwaj and trips left. Here comes Bardwaj, throws it over the middle to. Daniel Klein, and it is overthrown. Well covered, too. I mean, there was just trying to loop through a seam, trying to find Daniel Klein. Definitely got to him quickly. Great throw, but uh, overthrown and just uh, kind of under pressure. It's uh, you'd, you'd like to hope that maybe if he had like a, a check down down low, that'd be the guy to go to because it just seemed like a forced pass coming from Bardwash. And it's not bad to try and maybe to try and maybe test this secondary for Prairie Ridge because they haven't been that great against the against the uh, the passing game. So. That actually, it's not it's not bad right now. What the Golden Eagles are trying to do, they're definitely trying to open things up from the uh, from the passing game. Now we've got two running backs in the backfield, and it looks like Bardwash is going to throw to Josh Hill over to the right hand side on a slant, and he is brought down at about the twenty. I think they're going to give him forward progress. So that was a pretty good gain of about eight or nine yards on the play. So it'll be a third and ten on their own 21. And now they're back to their original line of scrimmage. I mean, you see how much that block in the back penalty killed them on first down. But as you can see, Bardwash is dangerous with that arm. You know, they can pick up those big gains on passes. And here we go. As It looks like we have Mobeck and Michaels in the backfield. And Bardwash drops back to pass again. And this time he is throwing it for Josh Hill, and it sails out of bounds at about the 40. So, again, not a bad... He, we were watching a lot of highlight videos of Cole Bardwage before this before this game, and I have to tell you, the guy, the kid has a good amount of arm strength, so that was not a bad pass by any means, but it will be a fourth down for Jacobs, so fourth and 10 at their own 21. 
I, I mean, yeah, like you said, Jimmy, great arm. I mean, he makes a 30-yard throw look effortless, and it was even overthrown to uh, to Josh Hill. So, I mean, once once Bardwaj finds his rhythm, I mean, he's going to be a dangerous passer in the Fox Valley Co- Conference. The young man's only a junior, too, so I expect big things from him next season, too. But right now, they got a game against Prairie Ridge that they're still in. And here we go with Castellano's punt gets past. Oh, takes a very weird bounce, but at the same time, it is still picked up by Mobex, so that's at about midfield where Prairie Ridge will take over. You got to give Prairie Ridge Prairie Ridge's defense a lot of credit on that last series because they were their secondary was tested a lot and they were doing a very good job with the coverage. 309 left here in the first quarter of play here on the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Record Chevy Buick on nwherald.com. So Prairie Ridge will take over a little past midfield on the 49-yard line of Jacobs. And they still have a 7 to nothing lead. And here comes Leiden, and we do have a flag on the play. This actually, there might have been some movement. Yeah, I think it might be a false start coming against uh, Prairie Ridge. Just looked like uh, the sinking of the, uh, just with the, the movement of the line with the snap of the ball. And that is, in fact, what the penalty will be. It's a false start on Prairie Ridge, so that will push them back about five yards. So instead of first and 10, it's now first and 15 at their own 46-yard line. First penalty of the game committed by the Wolves. And, of course, always my favorite cheer from a cheer section, you can't do that. Yeah, that's a new one. That didn't happen when I was going to school. Happened all the time when I was over at Huntley. It just happened all the time. So here we go as Ethan Kirchberg gets the carry. It was actually a pitch by Connor Lydon, so he got a good amount of yardage, but actually almost, it looks like, to the original line of scrimmage. So gain of five, but it'll be a second and ten. Or a... Looks like actually about a sec, about a second and 12, second and 12 on that. Yeah, it looks like he might have lost his wheels a little bit coming around the corner there, too. I mean, I'd imagine this wet field kind of making those turns is going to be a little difficult for some of these ball carriers. And here comes Leiden again with Kirchberg going in motion. And Leiden this time drops back to pass, and he's got Keegan Garris. And it looks like it was... It looks like it is a catch by Keegan Garris... And that was a brilliant catch after a wonderful pass by Connor Lydon. He basically threw it up to the only to the only spot where that Jacobs corner couldn't get it. And Garris was able to come down with it for a first down. Yeah, 26 yards on that catch by Garris. And it's the first time we've seen Lydon throw the ball. So one for one on the evening. I mean, you know, we don't, we don't talk about Lydon's passing game, but, you know, he's got an arm too, and he was able to show it off there. But what a catch by Garris staying with it. And here comes Jackson Willis again up the middle through the tackles, and he gets about five or six yards on that carry. It'll be second and six on the Jacobs 22. Well, we're not even done with the uh, first quarter, and Willis already has 85 yards rushing. I know it helps that he had uh, 58 of those on his touchdown, but, but wow. And here comes Lydon again with Brown going in motion, resetting. And Lydon hands it off to Willis again, tried to go up the right this time. Looked like he spun out of that first tackler and was able to get another yard or two out of it. I mean, I, I thought he was just eating up at the line of scrimmage, but good job by Willis just kind of pumping the legs, moving his body, and just getting another yard or two. And again, that was about a gain of about five, so about third, about third and one now on the Jacobs 12. 
It's going to be a big stop here for Jacobs if they can pull it off. And here we go as Leiden had Brown going in motion, but he's going to reset. And finally gets it over to Leiden, takes it himself. He's going to keep it, tries to go up the middle, and it looks like he is tackled, but he is rolled over into the end zone for a touchdown. Prairie Ridge takes a 13-0 lead with 44 seconds left in the first quarter. Yeah, that's where that triple option comes to help you. I think everyone is expecting Willis to get the ball, and then on the option, I think everyone was going to the outside runner, but just completely going untouched until the uh, the goal line was Connor Lydon, and he's uh, able to get in for the score, and that's, that's the strength of the Prairie Ridge triple option offense. So Reitz will line up for the extra point to try and make it a 14-point ball game. And the kick is up. Through, was it through the uprights or no? It's still trying to... Well, they had a flag thrown from the, uh, the back judge. All right, so they're going to say that the extra point is good, but there was a flag on the play. So we are waiting for a call from the officials. Looked like they were actually talking to one of the Jacobs players. And again, Connor Lydon just taking that touchdown for the Prairie Ridge Wolves. They have a 13 to nothing lead. And it looks like there was, in fact, a personal foul against the Golden Eagles. So looks like that will probably be enforced on the kickoff. And the extra point was good. So again... 44 seconds left in the first quarter here on the Northwest Herald Game of the Week on nwherald.com. Prairie Ridge just got through scoring on a touchdown run by quarterback Connor Lydon. And they have a 13 at a 13 to nothing lead right now, but the extra point was good, so it's probably it was about 14 nothing. And so See if Reitz goes with a squib kick here with the great well, field position I mean, from Reitz the kick. Reitz has a big leg. He actually might sail this one past the goalpost. And it looks like that had the height in order to do it, but it'll sail out of, it'll sail out of the end zone. Uh, it'll be a touchback. Well, gosh, good to know that if you need to get a 55-yarder, Reitz might be able to, to, to do that. That had the distance for a field goal. Definitely did. So Jacobs will take over here at their own 20. Again, with down 14 to nothing here, 44 seconds left in the first quarter. And here we go as Bardwaj sets up with both Mobeck and Michaels in the backfield, and it looks like the carry is from Mobeck, and Mobeck gets himself a first down almost to the 35. Good run there by Jacob Mobeck. It'll be first and 10 at their own 33. And here comes Bardwaj again, and he gives it to Mobeck. Mobeck this time met about a couple of yards after the run and was still on his feet, actually, but the uh, but the uh, the referees actually ruled it dead. Well, like you see, it, it's definitely opening up the running game with the amount of pass attempts that uh, Bardwaj has thrown. I mean, he's already thrown the ball seven times 
unfortunately, just only three completions on the evening for Bardwaj in the first quarter. So, And that will actually bring us to the end of the first quarter here on the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Riker Chevy Buick as the Prairie Ridge Wolves have a 14-0 lead on the Jacobs Golden Eagles. We will be right back after these quick messages here on NWHerald.com. Reichert Chevrolet Buick of Woodstock is proud to present its great selection of quality and competitively priced vehicles. If you are looking for new or used Chevy or Buick car, truck, or SUVs, make a short drive to our Woodstock dealership. Buick offers an exciting lineup of the Enclave, Regal, and LaCrosse. Check out our Chevrolet inventory, including the stylish Camaro, Cruze, Impala, or the tough Traverse, Tahoe, or Silverado. Call us at 815-338-2780. Contact us online at ReichertAutos.com. Welcome back to the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Reichert Chevy Buick. We are live from Algonquin, Illinois, as the Jacobs Golden Eagles are taking on the Prairie Ridge Wolves. They are down 14 to nothing here at the start of the second quarter. And Bardwaj drops back about a 3-5 to five step drop, and he gets it over to try to get over to Josh Hill. And Hill had to kind of turn around for his route, and it'll be an incomplete pass. I think uh, the Eagles wanted to go with the element of surprise to come out and start the second quarter here. I like it. I mean, it's just amazing to me that Bardwaj, uh, pretty much every throw that we've seen that's gone incomplete has just been an overthrow. And I, I almost feel like he, uh, he was kind of waiting for, for Hill to get to that spot. And uh, you know, I almost think, I'm, I'm almost expecting him to kind of wave his hands up there and just, be like, no, just, just go a little further. I think I got you. Well, like we were saying, he does have a very strong arm. I mean, this, this kid's only a junior and he is already displaying a ton of arm strength. And here we go as the carry is from Jake Michaels. Great and leap to stretch that out for a couple of yards. And that will be a fourth down for the Golden Eagles, so they will be forced to punt here. Makes me wonder uh, seeing Jake Michaels do that if he's uh, on the, the track team as a hurdler. It's something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on this spring. He definitely had a lot of athleticism to try and to try and extend the play. He does the uh, the one ten or the three hundred. I'll have to keep an eye out for that. So here comes Castellano. He is back to punt, and the punt is not the greatest. It gets past a little bit past midfield to Prairie Ridge's forty seven yard line. So that is where the Wolves will take over here with about eleven oh seven left in the second quarter. And uh, how many how many yards did you say that Jackson Willis has right now? 89 yards on eight carries. That is unbelievable. It's almost about 10 yards a carry. It, oh, most of it, though, is on that, that touchdown it, run. It absolutely was. So here we go again as the Wolves hand it off to Willis up the middle. He almost broke free, but he was leg tackled after a five- or six-yard gain. A.J. Santi getting the shoelace tackle to bring Willis down only cuts it to about a six-yard gain. Be second and four on the Jacobs 47. And here comes 
Leiden gets it to Blake Brown, and Brown tried to actually juke it to the outside, and he lost his footing, but he still got a first down. But yeah, this field is very, very slippery, uh, slippery apparently. I mean, we saw the, the screen pass to Jake Michaels. He had nobody in front of him, but just couldn't get his footing underneath him. And now we have Blake Brown, who tried to, who tried to make a big gain, but yeah, he, I think was, that's, he slipped up. I think that's the third time we've seen a ball carrier in this game just kind of tr try and turn the corner and just lose his footing. And that's, you know, it kind of... You know, it kind of keeps uh, offenses humble, I think, in a way. But at the same time, it's kind of frustrating for those ball carriers because they have wide open field uh, in front of them. First and 10 on Jacobs, 41, as Leiden pitches it out to Willis. And Willis gets past the 30, almost inside the 20. Gets the first down. So that was a good run by Jackson. Good run again by Jackson Willis, just showing off the speed and the strength. Now has over 100 yards rushing, 113 on 10 carries for Jackson Willis. He just continues to extend his rushing, his his area rushing lead. And here comes Leiden, gives it to Willis again, up the middle, and he is brought down after a couple of yards on the carry. It was about a gain of three, so it'll be second and seven on the Jacobs 20. And Leiden getting the play from Coach Chris Schremp. As Leiden goes under center. And finally, we have actually a reverse here to Carter Evans, the tight end, and it looks like he's going to tread. He's going to go into the end zone for a Wolves touchdown. That was a little bit of trickery there by the Prairie Ridge uh, Prairie Ridge offense. Oh, it's a really good play call. I think you're you know you're seeing that the Eagles defense is a little bit worn down after some of those Jackson Willis carries, and I think you know they're expecting something up the middle. They're expecting that triple option, and I think to throw that in and uh, utilize Carter Evans, who we haven't seen this game so far, uh, get the ball. You know, it's uh, just a wide open field on the near side as they're all kind of following Leiden over to the far side of the field. Well, the defense is so worried about those about those other players that I, I bet you anything they were not expecting Carter Evans to, to get the ball in that carry. As Reitz sails the kick through the uprights, and it'll be good for an extra point. So that is 21, 21 to nothing. 9.02 remaining in the second quarter here as the Jacobs Golden Eagles really finding themselves in a hole very early. And you almost have to think to yourself, if you're going to score, the time is definitely now. So you def you got to try to get yourself out of this hole somehow. Yeah, I mean, Jacobs does get the ball back uh, after the half. But, I mean, you know, there's still time in this quarter. And uh, the last couple of uh, times that Prairie Ridge has had the ball, it's turned into touchdowns. You know, of course, you know, the uh, Prairie Ridge scores on that first possession of the game with the, uh, the Jackson Willis, uh, that long run uh, for over half the field. But, you know, you're getting some good stops there out of that first possession, second possession, third possession. And since then, Prairie Ridge has really unlocked this, uh, this Jacobs defense. And uh, now it's, uh, it's got to be up to the offense to really try and cut back into this. And Reitz will set up for the kickoff left to right. You have Desmond and Hill back to receive for Jacobs. And here comes Reitz with the kick. 
Looks like this one is going to sail out. Oh, that is yeah. actually was a little bit short of the end zone, so that is going to be an illegal procedure on the Prairie Ridge Wolves. So they are, and uh, so Jacobs will get better field position for this next possession. And take it any which way you can get it, you know, with the field position. So I mean, good start for Jacobs uh, with the field, but. Now they just got to be able to capitalize. You know, Cole, Cole Bardwash has not gotten into a rhythm yet. So, I mean, see this, this passing game and see if it uh, starts uh, becoming something to Jacob's benefit. Yeah, the receivers have actually been running very good routes, and it seems like they get some kind of separation from the Wolves secondary, as good as, good as it's been. It'll be first and ten on Jacob's 35. And here comes, looks like, Jacob Mobeck on the carry. Tried to run it to the left-hand side, got a couple of yards, maybe actually about a yard on the carry, so we'll bring that to the 36. You know, it just dawned on me that the uh, two ball carriers in the backfield for Jacobs, Mobeck and Michaels, both named Jake. They both play for Jacobs. I'd imagine that their birth name is also Jacob. <laughs> the Jacobs you Jacobs. You do that to me every broadcast. You get... Just I can't believe I didn't oh think about that earlier. Bardwaj drops back to pass, and he gets it over the middle to Daniel Klein, and way to reel that in for a first down. Bobbled it just a little bit, but had good concentration to put the hands on it and get a first down for this Golden Eagles offense. Yeah, Nick Hess was uh, the uh, defender on that play. It looked like Hess just kind of underneath fell down and kept uh, Klein wide open, so good to see Bardwaj uh, get... Uh, his biggest gain of the game and of uh, 14 yards. So, I mean, you know, let's see if things start clicking now for Bardwash. And it looks like we have two running backs and one receiver left. And here comes Bardwash again. He's looking for somebody downfield. That is Josh Hill. And Hill, oh, it is off his helmet and it's incomplete. As Kyle Kolblinger didn't even see it coming, just bounced right off his helmet. And Hill stayed with it all the way, but... You know, when you got Koblinger as well as I think that was Lindquist also uh, trailing on the play, uh, you know, this, he'll just try to stay with it and couldn't. Actually, it might have been Ty Baker that was uh, that was in on that. Uh, but just a great job by the uh, the two Prairie Ridge uh, defensive backs to stop that. But uh, Hill saw it all the way, and I think if, uh, if it didn't bounce off Koblinger's helmet, I think that would have been a touchdown. Well, Hill was actually looking for a pass interference call because he thought he was hit before the ball got to him. But nonetheless, it'll be a second and ten at... The 46. And here comes Bardwaj again with about a seven foot drop, and this time he is brought down for a sack. And it looks like number 21 on the tackle for Prairie Ridge, Matt Lauks. Matt Lauks. First sack of the game for either team, and uh, that's a big one as it sets up a third and really long now for the Eagles. And uh, you know, but of course, you got that arm from Bardwaj, so I mean, I wouldn't completely rule them out on a, on a long field. You almost have to think to yourself, Prairie Ridge is probably going to play some kind of a prevent here <laughs> in order to stop a big game from happening. And here we go as both looks like Hill is lining up far left. Mobeck and Michaels in the backfield. So here comes Bardwash again, and he throws it to his left, and it is incomplete. Looks like it was intended for number three, Nicholas Desmond. So that'll be fourth and long, 7.06 left in the second quarter, and Jacobs will be forced to punt. 
Yeah, it just looked like either a rush throw or I don't know if someone got their hand on it, but just underthrown looking for Desmond. And, uh, you know, Bardwaj just doesn't look like he's fallen into a rhythm quite yet, even though we have seen some good passes from him in this game. But obviously uh, some of that pressure that the Wolves are providing up at the, uh, the front line is throwing off uh, Bardwaj's game. Here comes Castellano, and he'll have to punt. Gets it off, and it sails a little bit past the 30, and it bounces to the 20. It looks like Willis is just going to let this one bounce. And to about the 16. And Prairie Ridge will take over with a 21-0 lead here in the second quarter, 6.56 left. Well, this is going to be a crucial moment for the Jacobs defense is the worst field position that Prairie Ridge has had all game. And, you know, like we were saying, Jimmy, after the last uh, Prairie Ridge touchdown that, you know, they've, Prairie Ridge has kind of, uh, kind of fallen into uh, a rhythm here, scoring uh, two straight touchdowns on their last two series. So this will be a big stop for Jacobs if they can uh, keep Prairie Ridge off the board on this series. And, again, Prairie Ridge doing some kind of deception with the fake going in motion. Here comes Brown coming out to the... Right-hand side, and it looks like he bulldozes over one defender and gets himself over the first down marker and then some. Yeah, it's Adrian Acevedo, the linebacker, uh, getting plowed over. And uh, couldn't really tell. I don't know if that was uh, A.J. Sante that was uh, coming in trying to get the tackle, but uh, someone lost their legs. Actually, no, I'm wrong about that. That uh, One of the Jacobs defenders, you know, like you were saying with that, that wet field, Jimmy, it's just... Uh, I think Brown could have been uh, tackled about a few yards earlier. It'll be a first down for the Wolves. And here comes... I couldn't see who the carry was for um, that time. It looked like that was actually... That was Blake Brown, and this time he stopped for a loss. So again, good job by Jacobs' defense to sniff out the reverse play, actually, because he had the running back... I think it was Kirchberg. He went in motion, tried going up, up the middle, and then Brown... Tried to come back around to the right. And the defensive line for Jacobs did a good job on that play. It was second and 12. And here comes Prairie Ridge with 5.52 left. They have the ball on their own 30. And here comes... You know, I really don't know who had the ball on that one. This, this offense is so deceiving sometimes. It was Leiden, and it was Aiden Sproul that uh, that ended up getting him. So I think it was I think Leiden just uh, just didn't have the angle to uh, to pitch it out on the option over to uh, to Brown. Kept it himself, but it was Aiden Sproul that uh, that got down and was able to tackle him in the backfield. So it'll be third and about twelve for the Prairie Ridge offense. They're on their own thirty. Jacob's trying to get a big stop here and see if maybe they can maybe they can get a score before the half runs out. And Kirchberg goes into motion and Leiden is back to pass, throws it through the air and it sails out of bounds. But we do have a flag on the play. Pass was intended for Carter Evans, number thirty-three, the tight end. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what the call is here. But uh, Jacobs might have gotten lucky with Austin Leonard kind of losing his footing there and uh, being a couple steps behind Evans. And we're going to wait for the call here. It'll be a holding on Jacobs. So we'll see what happens here. It's I think I still believe it. It is still going to be a fourth down. 
Oh, yeah, I think that, uh, I don't think you lose the down. I think, yeah, it stays third down. So here we go, third and two again. This is a big opportunity for Jacobs to get a stop. Four penalties for 40 yards for Jacobs so far on the night. And here comes Brown into motion, and again, he will reset. And it looks like Leiden took it himself, and he is breaking free, got himself past the 40 into the 35, almost to about the 30. So that will be a first down for this Wolves offense. 25-yard run on that play by Leiden, and great blocking from Blake Brown and just the deception where the fake handoff going to Jackson Willis. So that will be a first and 10. They're now at Jacobs 35, 4.50 left in the, second, in the first half. That's Leiden's biggest run of the night. He has four carries, 37 yards, and, of course, that 12-yard touchdown run back in the first quarter. And here comes Leiden again and might have a timeout. Looks like a timeout is called by Prairie Ridge. So that will be the first timeout that they've used. And they have a 21-0 lead right now. About 4.37 left in the first half of play. Here on the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Rikert Chevy Buick in Woodstock. Serving the greater, greater Crystal Lake, Woodstock, and Huntley area for over 66 years. And the home of market-based pricing. Rikert Chevy Buick shops the market so you don't have to. For the best deal period, it's Rikert Chevy Buick on Route 47 in Woodstock. Or visit them on the web 24-7 at RikertAutos.com. So, Paul, we were talking about how... This Jacobs defense is gonna they're gonna have their hands full with this Prairie Ridge offense. And obviously with the twenty-one down twenty-one nothing right now, it's it's a tall task, right? Absolutely. But at the same time, the Jacob I mean the Jacobs offense hasn't been doing bad. They've actually they've had a, a good amount of opportunities through the passing game. Yeah, no, and they just haven't found their rhythm yet. And I think once they do, I think that'll that'll lead to some better things for them. But you know, they're not out of it yet. They're down by three scores, but they do get the ball back to start the half so they can get a stop here. You know, anything can happen. And Leiden actually drops back to pass, and he has Brown open, but he is it is picked off. And it looks like Subaric for Jacobs got the pick on the play. Great job of reading the pass, so that is a much-needed turnover by this Jacobs defense. You know, I didn't want to say it, Jimmy. Every time I say something, the opposite happens. But I was saying, if Jacobs can get a big... Big stop if they can get a takeaway, something to happen to really just kickstart things. Good things can be on the way. So I mean, if they can get into a rhythm on the offensive side of the ball here, you got a completely different ball game. Being down by three scores now, it could be two scores in a matter of minutes here. And here comes the junior quarterback Cole Bardwaj. So let's see if he can make something happen here with this Golden Eagles offense as they take over at their own thirty. And here he comes, drops back to pass, throws it to his left, and he's got Nicholas Desmond, Desmond wide open, finally brought out of bounds at about the 45-yard line of Prairie Ridge. Great route by Desmond and a great throw by Bardwage to get the first down. That's the longest uh, reception that we've seen on the night. Desmond gets his first reception of the of the, uh, of the evening, but uh, you know it's been slowly climbing up uh, in amount of the yards for Bardwaj on throws. You know his first reception was her first completion was six yards, second one for eight yards, third for ten, fourth for fourteen. Now his fifth one is for twenty five yards. And here comes Bardwaj gives the ball to Michaels, and Michaels gets a couple, but he tries to burst ahead for a couple more yards. 
Looks like about second, and it'll be seven yards to go here. Four minutes left as the clock continues to wind down in this first half. You don't have to feel any pressure to hurry if you're Jacobs, too. You got those timeouts in your back pocket. You've got great field position, shorter field. You just got to stay disciplined. And here comes Bardwaj again. He has some pressure. Oh, boy, and he throws it over the head of Michaels, and they tried to do a little screen play right there, but... Prairie Ridge was able to sniff that out pretty easily, and it'll be, a, it'll be a third down and about seven to go. Yeah, I think he was looking for a carbon copy almost of uh, what happened on their first drive of the game where it was uh, trying to convert on fourth down. or Yeah, it was fourth down, and yeah, Michaels came up a little bit short, but unfortunately just that pressure provided by Prairie Ridge, just like we were saying in the pregame show, Jimmy, if that defensive line for Prairie Ridge can provide some blitzes and uh, really get to Cole Bardwash, they're going to force them to make some bad throws. And it looks like Coach Bill Mitz will call a timeout for Jacobs, so that'll be their first as well. And Jacobs, you know, they're looking for uh, to get on the board with a score, and if they can score big, you can score big when you choose Adams Collision, featuring a lifetime warranty, pickup and drop-off service, industry-certified technicians, and more. Visit our locations in Huntley, McHenry, Lake in the Hills, and Harvard. And Prairie Ridge still holding on to a 21-0 lead here against the Jacobs Golden Eagles. 3.44 left in the first half of play as Coach Bill Mitz just called a timeout. And now Jacobs is ready for this third down. So let's see how Jacobs responds after that timeout. I think it was a good job by Bill Mitz, you know, on third down here to try and calm down his team, draw up a good play, and try and get a fresh set of downs. And here comes Bardwash, about a three-step drop, gets it over to Josh Hill. Josh Hill gets past the first down. It was a pretty good slant on that play. It'll be a first down for the Golden Eagles. And, yeah, I think you just play to your strengths right there. That may be what Bill Mitz was talking about at halftime. We haven't seen Josh Hill really get a lot of action here from Cole Bardwash, but just a great... Great play right there, the, the just the hook route right there for uh, for Hill to just come in and get that pass from Bardwaj and get that fresh set of downs. As the clock continues to wind down here, 3.20 left in the first half. First down, Jacobs, and Bardwaj, whoa, he looks like he tried, was looking for, looked like he was looking for Josh Hill over to the right, but he underthrew him. I think he expected him to cut back on the pass. That'll be incomplete. It'll be second and 10. Yeah, and I'm wondering, you know, with two straight plays where we've seen that happen, one successful, not one not successful, if we're going to see more of that. You know, I think I think most of the plays that we've seen, the uh, attempted passes and targets to Hill were uh, overthrown on some deep uh, deep fade routes. But I think now we're going to see maybe some hook routes or uh, just something, uh, some comeback routes uh, to try and utilize Hill and just kind of shorten up those throws by Bardwaj to be more on target. And he has two receivers left, and Michaels and Mobeck in the backfield. Goes to pass, and he gets it over to Klein. And Klein gets over the middle. And he took a he took a wallop of a hit. And it looked like uh, number 80 for Prairie Ridge, and it looked like Ny- Nygren. Nygren on the tackle there. He didn't want Klein to get any extra yardage, but it'll be third and one. It was still a good pass by Bardwaj, but third and one on the 25 of Prairie Ridge. And how crazy is it that Klein was able to get a few yards after the play and uh, Nygren, a defensive end, coming in and having to make that tackle. And here comes Bardwaj again. He's looking over the middle. He looks for Klein. Klein makes the catch. It looks like 
They're actually going to rule it incomplete. Oh, that's an interesting call because it looked like he had both feet in bounds. It looked like he had possession of the ball. There is a flag down. And I'm and wondering if this is actually... I, there, well, Klein got tied up with someone he, in, the, right. in the secondary for Prairie Ridge, and uh, he stayed with it all the way. Um, and, yeah, they're actually going to call it against Klein. Yeah, they're going to call it offensive pass interference against Daniel Klein. And that will push Jacobs back a little bit. It looks like it'll be we'll push a... push him back a lot. It'll push him back, actually, actually quite a bit. 55 yards on penalties against Jacobs, only on five penalties committed. That's uh, And that's a big one right there. Is now it's a third and very long field now. And Coach Bill Mitts not happy with the call whatsoever. And those kind of plays, I mean, they both got tied up together. You're not really sure who to go with on that one, but I, and I couldn't really see it. But nonetheless, Bardwaj rolls to his right, and he gets it over to, looked like Klein again on this time, a little screen play. And it'll be incomplete in fourth down. So that is just, that is a huge buzz kill for Jacobs on this drive. Yeah, you know, I think that play just really took the wind out of their sails on uh, on the next play. But, uh, you know, what what can you do if you're Jacobs but try and just keep going for it? And looks like they're going to have to punt here as they're, uh, even though they're in their uh, Prairie Ridge's territory, you don't want to give them the ball 60 yards away from the end zone, especially with, with enough time left uh, for Prairie Ridge to try and score on a 60-yard field. And it looks like another timeout will be called by Jacobs. So they have one left in this first half. 21 to nothing, 2.29 left in the first half. The Wolves have that lead. It'll be fourth and 17 coming up here for the Jacobs Golden Eagles. I want to remind everyone to stick with us for that Buffalo Wild Wings halftime show as we'll update the scoreboard. We'll talk to Joe Stevenson. Sorry, I'm taking the words out of your mouth, aren't I, Jimmy? That's absolutely fine because you set me up perfectly. Buffalo Wild Wings is a great place to bring the family. Everyone is happy at beat-up sports on 40-plus TVs for dad, kids' meals plus games on handheld tablets for the kids, and mom's happy because she didn't cook. Take advantage of their weekly specials, including half-price traditional wings on Tuesdays, $1.49 kids' meals, and 99-cent chicken tenders on Wednesdays, and 65-cent boneless wings on Thursdays and Mondays. Everyone loves B-dubs in Chris Lake and Algonquin or order online at buffalowildlinks.com as Castellano sets up for the punt for Jacobs. It's a decent one. It's going to take a roll just inside the 10, almost to the 5, so Willis will let that one roll. And Castellano with a good punt there for the Jacobs Golden Eagles. 2.19 left here in the first half. Prairie Ridge still holding on to a 21 0 lead. I was really impressed with uh, Drew Fryer on the punt block unit for Prairie Ridge. Just uh, got a great jump on the snap and almost uh, was able to get in on a block. But just a quick release, and uh, Jacobs now pins uh, Prairie Ridge back against their own goal line. But, you know, they got to get a stop because we know a lot of field just means more running yards for Prairie Ridge if you can't stop them. It sure does, but this Jacobs Golden Eagles defense is uh, proving to be pretty resilient, actually, after those three quick quick scores by by the Wolves. And Willis tried to run it up the left tackle, and he only got about a yard on the carry, so it'll be second, be about second and nine. And so it looks like another timeout. Four carries for 26 yards for Jackson Willis in this quarter, and that's after he broke out for uh, eight for 89 back in the first quarter. So 
12 for 117 yards. It's still an impressive, an impressive uh, feat. So about 2.13 left on the clock here. It'll be second and nine coming up for Prairie Ridge. And Prairie Ridge still on their own seven-yard line. As Connor Leiden comes under center. And finally pitches it out to Jackson Willis. And Willis almost gets a almost gets a first down on the on the carry. He was tackled at about the 15-yard line, but that looks like it will be a first down for the Wolves. Well, I didn't think he uh, got in there, but I think he just stretched out enough to uh, to move the chains. But time is uh, working against the Wolves here to try and uh, make this a four-score game before halftime. And here comes the Wolves. Under center again as Leiden checks his little wrist playbook that he has. Finally comes under center. And Kirchberg goes into motion. And Leiden pitches it out to Blake Brown. And Brown is tackled after a few yards on the carry. But we have a multiple array of flags. Yeah, I think uh, Kirchberg is going to be called for a holding here as it looked like... Uh, both uh, one of the side judges and the back judge both uh, sniffing that one out right away. And it will, in fact, go against Prairie Ridge. It will be a holding penalty. Just under two minutes here left in the first half, about a minute 45. Only the second penalty committed by the Wolves on the night. Now, I'm not counting the illegal procedure call, but second one during play. And the first in about seven, first in about a uh, little over 15 yards to go. As it looks like both teams are ready to go, but the officials are talking to Prairie Ridge's sideline, so... Not sure what's happening there, but we'll set up for this first down. First and a long way to go. And Leiden again checking his little uh, little wrist, wristlet playbook that he has. Finally goes under center and gets a reverse again to Carter Evans, and Evans is stopped. This time it is sniffed out. And it looks like... Is that Bradley Silva getting in there? If not, it was uh, Aiden Sproul. And it looked like that was number 70, George Trajanic. Trajanic getting in there. Yeah. Great job as he was just really kind of just uh, kept at bay by the, uh, by the left tackle, George Concialdi. So this time it'll be second and 22, and now Prairie Ridge is on their own two. And here comes... Looked like that was Leiden, and he decided to go on the keeper. 
So again, we're winding down to under a minute, about 52 seconds left. And you have to imagine that, that uh, Prairie Ridge is probably just going to try to run the clock out here. Jimmy, you got to help me. Was that Leiden that you said that had the ball in the last that, carry? That was, in fact, Leiden, yes. And, yeah, it looks like the Wolves are really just trying to wind down the clock enough to where they might be able to run one more play. Can't say I blame them, you know, being that close to the end zone and just uh, the way you saw that that botched reverse to uh, Carter Evans go. You don't want to give Jacobs any sort of advantage here going into uh, to halftime. And it looks like a timeout has been called by Prairie Ridge, so it'll be 19 seconds left when they come back. It'll be third and 15. And yeah, in just in, in just a little bit, we'll actually have uh, yeah we'll have Joe Stevenson up here with us for the Buffalo Wild Wings halftime show. Can't wait to hear his take on how this first half went. It's been kind of an odd twenty-one to nothing. I think if uh, if you if you really think about what's been happening in this game so well, far. Well, I feel like I feel like Prairie Ridge scored so quickly that we just we haven't seen anything from them in I want to say this since the middle of that first quarter. And obviously, like, give credit to Jacobs' defense. They're definitely showing some resilience here. I mean, they're not, they're not allowing them to just run all over the place. Well, it's been since uh, nine minutes and two seconds left in the half when, uh, when they got a 20-yard uh, run from Carter Evans. So, I mean, and that I was on the that, reverse. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I had to do a double kit take. I don't think uh, Carter Evans, I, I'd see it, and I'm like, oh, Samson Evans? Wait, what? <laughs> They're not related, and that's right? What, yeah, no, right. And uh, that's actually what uh, Leiden will do. He's going to take a knee, and he's going to run out the clock for the first half. So that will just about do it for the first half of play. Prairie Ridge has a 21-0 lead over the Jacobs Golden Eagles here on the Northwest Herald Game of the Week. We will be right back for the Buffalo Wild Wings halftime show right after this. Riker Chevrolet Buick of Woodstock is proud to present its great selection of quality and competitively priced vehicles. If you are looking for new or used Chevy or Buick car, truck, or SUVs, make a short drive to our Woodstock dealership. Buick offers an exciting lineup of the Enclave, Regal, and LaCrosse. Check out our Chevrolet inventory, including the stylish Camaro, Cruze, Impala, or the tough Traverse, Tahoe, or Silverado. Call us at 815-338-2780. Contact us online at RikerAutos.com. Buffalo Wild Wings is the place to bring the whole family for a great night out. We're nearby in Algonquin and Crystal Lake with specials all week long. Enjoy 65-cent boneless wings on boneless Thursdays and Mondays. Get half-priced wings on Tuesdays and stop by on Wednesdays for 99-cent chicken tenders and $1.49 kids meals. Sign up for our free Plays and Rewards loyalty program. Earn points, get rewards. It's more of what you love for what you already love to do. It's all here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Algonquin and Crystal Lake. We 
start by asking, what do you want? It's the way Adams Collision Centers, Adams Collision Service, and Adams Auto Body and Service Center do business. We want to know what we can do for you. If it's a cup of coffee or hot chocolate, a ride home or to your office, or even a rental car, we will do our best to get you what you want. Of course, at the end of the day, everyone wants a hassle-free repair experience and their vehicle to look as good as it did before the accident. We'll work with your insurance carrier. We've worked with nearly all of them to manage your claim. Then our certified repair techs using state-of-the-art equipment restore your vehicle to as good as new. The Adams team wants you to drive carefully and be safe. But if you run into something while you're out and about, we'll be ready to help get what you want right away. The choice is yours. Adams Auto Body and Service Center McHenry, Adams Collision Service Huntley, Adams Collision Center's Lake in the Hills and Harvard, where quality and customer satisfaction count. Northwest Herald, the news you want every day in print and online at northwestherald.com, providing more of what you expect from your local news source. Award-winning local news, prep and pro sports, local and regional entertainment, business, home and lifestyle, classifieds, and more from journalists who put their very best into the stories they deliver. Subscribe to Digital Access and receive nwherald.com's breaking news and updates from around the area from all your digital devices. The Northwest Herald, real local news. If you're looking for a website to keep you up to date on all the latest news, scoops, and rumors from around the NFL, look no further than ProFootballWeekly.com. It's the place for all the best news around the league. You'll find breaking news, hard-hitting columns, video, photos, podcasts, and more. All 32 teams, 24-7, 365 days a year. While you're at it, catch up with all things NFL in our newsletter. Our NFL Daily Update will send you all of the news you need to keep up with the pace of the NFL. You'll get news, analysis, and more sent right to your inbox at noon, Monday through Friday. Sign up now to start getting NFL news during the week. Pro Football Weekly bringing the best coverage in the NFL to its readers since 1967. Are you following us on social media? Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash profootballweekly. Then head over to Twitter and follow PF Weekly and never miss an NFL update. There are plenty of ways for you to enjoy Pro Football Weekly, whether in print or online. If news breaks in the NFL, don't miss a thing and keep it at profootballweekly.com. Reichert Chevrolet Buick of Woodstock is proud to present its great selection of quality and competitively priced vehicles. If you are looking for new or used Chevy or Buick car, truck, or SUVs, make a short drive to our Woodstock dealership. Buick offers an exciting lineup of the Enclave, Regal, and LaCrosse. Check out our Chevrolet inventory, including the stylish Camaro, Cruze, Impala, or the tough Traverse, Tahoe, or Silverado. Call us at 815-338-2780. Contact us online at ReichertAutos.com. We start by asking, what do you want? It's the way Adams Collision Centers, Adams Collision Service, and Adams Auto Body and Service Center do business. We want to know what we can do for you. If it's a cup of coffee or hot chocolate, a ride home or to your office, or even a rental car, we will do our best to get you what you want. Of course, at the end of the day, everyone wants a hassle-free repair experience and their vehicle to look as good as it did before the accident. We'll work with your insurance carrier. We've worked with nearly all of them to manage your claim. Then our certified repair techs using state-of-the-art equipment restore your vehicle to as good as new. The Adams team wants you to drive carefully and be safe. But if you run into something while you're out and about, we'll be ready to help get what you want right away. 
The choice is yours. Adams Auto Body and Service Center McHenry, Adams Collision Service Huntley, Adams Collision Center's Lake in the Hills and Harvard, where quality and customer satisfaction count. Buffalo Wild Wings is the place to bring the whole family for a great night out. We are nearby in Algonquin and Crystal Lake with specials all week long. Enjoy 65-cent boneless wings on boneless Thursdays and Mondays. Get half-priced wings on Tuesdays and stop by on Wednesdays for 99-cent chicken tenders and $1.49 kids meals. Sign up for our free Plays and Rewards loyalty program. Earn points, get rewards. It's more of what you love for what you already love to do. It's all here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Algonquin and Crystal Lake. to the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Riker Chevy Buick. You are listening to the Buffalo Wild Wings halftime show as Prairie Ridge has a 21 to nothing lead over the Jacobs Golden Eagles. And we are joined by our very own Joe Stevenson. Joe, how are you doing tonight, man? Doing all right. You know what? It's uh, it's cold, but it's not very windy, so I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, well, you take yeah, you take it, take as much as you can get, I guess. Make sure yeah. that you know you can stay dry out there for sure. So uh, Prairie Ridge having a 21 to nothing lead. Uh, it, it's been as Paul Paul actually mentioned this earlier. It is an, it is a very odd 21 to nothing lead in the in the sense of you feel like Prairie Ridge is gonna just is is gonna have a you know one of those big drives. And yes, they've scored 21 points right now, but. The Jacobs defense has actually shown a lot of resilience. Yeah, you know, they get the long run on the very first drive, and and, and yeah, but Jacobs defense did play play pretty well. Yeah, they absolutely did. And of course, that uh, that intercept that interception by uh, Subaric with uh, you know stopped another that was yeah, huge. That was, was abso- absolutely huge. Um, but you know, I also want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Cole Bardwash. I mean, I I. I feel like he he has a great amount of arm strength, but just you know the maybe the chemistry right now is just a little bit off because obviously Anthony Wilson being the you know being the, the, the big guy over here and you know have senior season and then it's ended by an ACL injury and now you know uh, Cole is kind of thrown into the mix and it's like all right next up you know next man up kind of mentality you've got to get going here yeah you can tell Cole can really throw it I mean it's a good it's a good looking ball that he's throwing I thought maybe they were trying to throw too deep sometimes I'd like to see him try to get get some drives going and throw some of the shorter stuff too um because I just thought it's a it's a lower percentage pass some of them they were trying it seemed like they were going going deep a little too long i don't know if you agree with me on that yeah. but, just, but boy he can he does have a nice arm he's got a you great can tell arm. he can really throw it he's got a great arm and he's only a junior that's yeah. the other thing i mean that that could be something very very big come next year depending i mean either way he's got a lot of games to uh to kind of get you know some snaps under his belt because uh, it's week six he still has about a four about a three or four more games left after this but uh, you know let's Let's talk about a little bit about that about that Prairie Ridge uh, Prairie Ridge team as well. I mean, they obviously again. I mean, they're just they're running the ball so well. And I remember you. I remember you actually talked to me about Jackson Willis. He, I, the the kid is just so strong and he's so fast. It's unbelievable. It doesn't matter where he gets hit on the field. It could be a five yard run, but he can turn a five yard run into about a, a, a almost a fifteen yard run if he wanted to because he just keeps his legs going. I, and nobody can bring him down. I remember a story I did last year because they had, they were replacing him last year. They had everybody else out back in the backfield except Manny Ebram, who was like two ten. He was just a tank. And and I remember talking to them last year, and they said he's like one of the pound for pound one of the strongest guys in there on the team. 
And you, you can tell it when he, yeah, you're right. I mean, people get hands on him, and he's not, he's not a real big guy. I don't know what they list him at, 180? I want to say I mean, about 5'9", five, five, maybe 180, not, 190. He's really short, and, and, but, he's, but he's very fast and just really tough. and He's really fun to watch. I mean, geez, he's passed 1,000 yards in five games. Yeah, absolutely. That tells you a lot right there. And, and they, they ride him. I mean, yeah. they, they just keep giving him the rock because, uh, you know, in the first half, he carried the ball. 14 times, and the rest of their team, I'm looking at it, it's like eight. The rest of their team's carried 13 times. So, I mean, he's he's definitely a workhorse, and, and they know what's coming, but they still... They're still getting the yards. Well, they I, they just they block they block so well up front, and then obviously Connor Lydon being the quarterback and everything, he just sells that fake so well. And then sometimes what they'll do is they'll go out to the right or the left and they'll do that pitch. But then there were a couple of trick plays over to Carter Evans. Oh, that was beautiful! It was what, a, what a great play call! It was so open. There was one guy that needed blocking on this side, and the, the receiver did a good job. I, I, I forget if it was Kirchberg or somebody, but did a great job down the goal line, not getting holding and. and keeping engaged with the guy but yeah that was a beautiful play call and I, I do like that you, you mentioned the pitch plays a couple times it was Jackson Willis not just not doing the right, normal fullback thing in the right. option he's actually running as the pitchman which is a new little wrinkle they've tossed in there so it's absolutely I mean it's yeah. kind of it, it's kind of great he's kind of the kind of the jack of all trades when it comes to the running game but running back punts yep, too <laughs> yep absolutely they're having him do pretty much everything so uh, you know obviously yeah the uh, Jacobs is they're hanging in there they're definitely hanging in there it's a 21 they they have a uh, uh, down by 21 points right now but you almost have to think that they're still riding some kind of a, a positive momentum they they Got a turnover on Prairie Ridge. Sabarik had the interception, and then they didn't. Ha- they actually had a, a few good runs from both Michaels and uh, and Mobeck. So you'd have to think that they would still probably do a little bit more of a balanced type of game plan going into the second half. Here, that being said, they do actually get the ball first in the second half. So if you're if you're Jacobs, if you're Jacobs, I'm almost thinking to myself, yeah, you've tried a lot of deep passes with Cole Bardwaj, but at the same time maybe try to do some kind of a play action and see if you can get a big first play in the second half. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, like I said, I, I'd i like to see him just like mix it up with the medium stuff, a little, little shorter uh, or crossing patterns and, and not not and just higher percentage passes, I think, and, and then get him going a little bit. Because a couple of those long ones, though, I, I do have to say they just missed. Oh, yeah. I, I think um, for Vandalind, it was Vandalin? He was open, and he just overthrew him by a couple, yep. a little bit there. That would have been a huge play for Jacobs. And you have one over here with uh, with Josh Hill, actually, and I don't think actually Cole Blinger from Prairie Ridge. He had his he had his back turned to the ball, yeah, and, and he was just looking. He yeah. was only looking at Josh right. Hill, and then it bounced off of his helmet. Yeah. So that was he's not missing. He's not missing by that much. So it's 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 still really good to see. I think that I think this is still going to be a very interesting second half. Um, do you? Uh, do, Oh, I'm sorry. Well, one thing I was going to mention, you know, and and I wrote a story today about because Prairie Ridge got roughed up, the defense got roughed up a couple weeks ago by Dundee Crown, and then last week gave up 21 points, although one was a kickoff return in the first half against McHenry, then then shut McHenry out in the second half. Defenses look pretty good. Yeah. And and I got to give, you know, props to the PR defense for coming out and playing playing a a really good half. They, They were talking about how they need to get started 
in the first half better. Well, they did it tonight. Yep, absolutely. They had a lot of blitz packages going after uh, after Cole Bargwaj yeah. and everything like that. But they have some really strong defensive linemen. They got some fast defensive ends, so they're doing really well. Uh, do you have any other uh, stats on your sheet there that well, might uh, might I have stand Jackson out? Jackson Willis for fourteen for one thirty-two. Okay, not a, not a bad half. Eleven first downs for the Wolves. Uh, Connor Lydon five for fifty-one. Um, and then a nice catch by Keegan Garris. He, he's only he's only completed one. Cole Bardwaj is uh, seven for nineteen for S- seventy nine yards. Oh well, there we go. So, All righty. Well, that's about what I have. That's you. awesome. Thank you so much again, Joe, for joining us up here on the Buffalo Wild Wings halftime show. It's always great to always great to have you up here with us. So enjoy the rest of the game, and we hope you stay dry. Oh yeah, it's it's nice and dry, and it's not too windy, so I, I won't complain. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Joe. Appreciate it. And that was Joe Stevenson, the very famous uh, icon here for the Northwest Herald, uh, North uh, NWHerald.com. You've been listening to the Buffalo Wild Wings Halftime Show. Paul, glad to see you back here with me. Do you actually have some scoring updates from around the area? I do. Some uh, interesting stuff uh, that we saw developing and things kind of starting to go in the direction that we uh, that we thought. Uh, we saw Crystal Lake Central and Huntley were originally tied and now Huntley with a 20 to 14 lead on Crystal Lake Central uh, but you know they're not out of the woods yet as that's only in the second quarter uh, Kerry Grove with a large 49 to 13 lead on McHenry uh, I'd imagine that that's going to hold up and if it does Kerry Grove will officially be uh, playoff bound as they'll be uh, the only 6-0 and team in the Fox Valley Conference at the end of the night Crystal Lake South with a 13 to 7 lead on Dundee Crown in the second quarter uh, Normal Community West with a 26-13 lead at Hampshire. And then moving over into the Kishwaukee Valley, a 31-7 lead for Richmond Burton on Burlington Central. That just went to the half. 21-14 lead for Harvard as they're looking for their second win of the season and a uh, their first win in Kishwaukee River play in, gosh, about four years. Uh, they're up on Woodstock 21-14 in the second quarter. Uh, Johnsburg, all the way up in Appleton, Wisconsin, is beating Appleton West 28-7 at the half. Woodstock North with a 15-6 lead on Marengo in the second quarter. And currently at the half, uh, St. Patrick at Marion Central, they're knotted up at 7 apiece. And uh, Alden Hebron is off today. They'll be playing the Jacksonville School for the Deaf tomorrow in some eight-man football action up in Hebron. And there we go, scoring <laughs> updates from our very own Paul Shavari. That was fantastic, my friend. Thank you so much. So as I was talking to Joe for a little bit, obviously, you know, like you and I were talking about before the half even ended, it's been an odd 21 points from Prairie Ridge, right? Because I feel like they scored so quickly. It was almost like it was, in all honesty, it was like it was a blur. That's how fast these guys are running, and that's how well they're running in this offense. But now the Jacobs defense showing a lot of a lot of resilience, and, you know, I say that word a lot, but that's basically what it comes down to, what they're doing right now. They're trying to give their offense opportunities to get themselves back into this game down 21 to nothing. Yeah, I mean, it really has been a, a weird 21 nothing, and I didn't really get a chance to elaborate on that and I heard you and Joe talking about it but yeah I mean with with Prairie Ridge with some of the ways that they're moving the ball and some of the ways that some of their series ended you know they, they're the only team that has turned over the ball uh, that not on downs I mean there's the one turnover on downs for Jacobs but a fumble on the second Prairie Ridge uh, possession of the game and then that interception on the second to last one in the half there um, you know I, I think if they don't turn over the ball there you know we're looking at a 35 to nothing game possibly based on the way that Prairie Ridge was successful moving the ball on some of their other series this half so I think that's that's one reason why I think it's a little bit of a weird 21 to nothing is because it feels 
like it should be a little bit further than three scores. But at the same time, you know, I think I think if if, um, if Cole Bardwash got into that rhythm earlier in the half that he got into that we saw in the last series, you know, I think we're talking about Jacobs maybe having a couple points on the board, and maybe it'd be a twenty-one to fourteen or a twenty-one to twenty-one. So I mean. Jacobs isn't out of this yet. I think being down by three scores, they get the ball back to start the half. If Bardwash can get into a good rhythm, you get a good stop in your defense, get another score on the second possession of the uh, of the half for Jacobs, you got yourself a ball game at 21-14, and that's, that's something that I really want to see to bring this one uh, back into a close one. Absolutely. That's a very, very good formula for success right there if you are the Jacobs Golden Eagles. So a little over two minutes left until we are into the second half. You've been listening to the Buffalo Wild Wings halftime show here on the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Riker Chevy Buick. And by the way, Buffalo Wild Wings is a great place to bring the family. Everyone is happy at B-Dubs. Sports on 40 plus TVs for dad, kids meals, plus games on handheld tablets for the kids, and mom's happy because she didn't cook. Take advantage of their weekly specials including half-price traditional wings on Tuesdays, $1.49 kids meals, and 99 cent chicken tenders on Wednesdays, and 65 cent boneless wings on Thursdays and Mondays. Everyone loves B-Dubs and Crystal Lake and Algonquin or order online at buffalowildwings.com. Run those specials by me one more time. I'm getting Uh-oh. hungry. <laughs> Was that no, what, 99 cent chicken tenders on Wednesdays with $1.49 kids meals? Boneless wings on Thursday for, what, 65 cents? Absolutely. And you know what? You're making me hungry as well, so you got to stop it. Um, so, all right. So, again, this is a crucial first possession here coming up for Jacobs because they are, you know, again, they're down 21 to nothing. And... Bardwaj was getting himself into a rhythm. This is, in all honesty, I know that the Prairie Ridge defense is good and they are tough, but if you are the Jacobs offense, you have to think to yourself, we need to score on this first possession. This has to be the pivotal point to where we get ourselves back into the game, give, your, give yourselves a spark, and really just make this, just really make this into, a, into a great game tonight. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bardwaj uh, only completed four of his first 11 passes, and since then he's completed uh, three of his last five, um, you know, or three of his last six, I should say. You know, I think he was starting to fi- finally get into things, and I think, you know, I think it was that, that one timeout that Jacobs took uh, where it was like a third down and about seven, and uh, and then it was uh, Josh Hill coming in on like an in route or like a, kind of like a hook route, and uh, they were able to convert on that third down, and then they saw the next play, they tried to go back to Hill on the same thing, but it was just underthrown. Uh, and then a slant to uh, to Daniel Klein. I think it was some of that shorter stuff, like like Joe Stevenson was saying at the half here. You know, he wants to see him then go with the the shorter stuff, and I I think that's what was working best for them towards the end. And I think if they can be successful on that, then you can get those deep fade routes to Josh Hill that they were trying early on in the game. See one of those get successful. I mean, this is a dangerous dangerous. Jacobs offense and we just haven't seen it yet it's gonna be a sleeping giant that uh that's gonna be awoken soon I really I, I I like that prediction so yeah and of course I mean Daniel Klein is getting in getting involved with the receiving game as well quite a, a couple of times and as we are about to not necessarily start the second half of play just yet we have a little under three minutes to go here so if you are well, let's just let's just put it this way. If you're the if you're the Prairie Ridge Wolves, you have to think to yourself, look, we could have been up we could have been up by quite a few scores in that for in that first half. In all honesty, I don't think that they have to I don't think that they have to do anything specific except maybe just clean a few things up in the with the uh, maybe with the the passing game. If if you're going to pass, may I just it almost seems like the passes they were going for were maybe a little bit a little bit too deep. You're almost better off maybe with a screen play. 
Yeah, and and that's something that you know I was I was kind of thinking about uh, you know before you were saying the the passing game I was like well you know we we saw Carter Evans on a couple of reverses but you know Evans only had two receptions coming into this game he doesn't have one today uh, Keegan Garris is the only. Uh, only person to have a reception for uh, Prairie Ridge, uh, but I'm surprised. You know, Ethan Kirschberg already had five receptions on the year. Blake Brown had five receptions on the year coming into this game. We haven't seen any of those uh, short screen passes to uh, some of those guys, and that, that maybe that's something that we'll see in the second half here because you know Connor Lydon looked pretty accurate to Keegan Garris on that one throw. I mean, it was uh, it was covered really well, but Garris did a good job bringing that in, and I think. Uh, you know, I, th- I think if they uh, get s- some more receivers open, I think you're going to see some really good throws by Leiden and trying to stretch out that that defense by uh, by just you know kind of keeping them on their toes with a mi- good mix of run and pass. And of course, M- uh, Michaels and Mobeck for for uh, Jacobs, they had a good they had a couple of runs that were for a good amount, not too bad. And and you know, I mean, you've got. You've got here. You've got Michaels, who is he's got five. He's got five carries for about fifteen yards. You have Mobeck, three for eighteen. You haven't seen anything from Bardwage or Sabarik, but Sabarik had that big interception on uh, Connor Lydon at the end of that first at the end of that first half. So you have to think to yourself again: just try to balance it out. Try not to do too much at once, and then see if you can maybe get a few uh, a few pretty good drives. Yeah, you know, not a lot of not a lot of attempts uh, in the running game. Only only eight attempts. So I mean, uh, it, you, you'd look you'd like to see Jacobs open it up a little bit more. And I think after those first couple of series where they were not completing their passes, they were able to get some of those big runs out of uh, Mobeck and Michaels. So I mean, you know, if they can mix in a little bit of the running game into their pass, I think you'll see they'll they'll get some success moving the ball from play to play. Absolutely, and as the clock winds down, we are about to start the second half of play. You've been listening to the Buffalo Wild Wings Halftime Show here on the Northwest Herald Game of the Week, presented by Riker Chevy Buick. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did, and we should have a very interesting second half on our hands here coming up in a little bit. And this is a good uh, this is a good night for Jacobs as well. Got to announce their uh, their homecoming uh, homecoming courts. And everything like that. Always good to get your uh, get your name mentioned. Yeah, I didn't didn't know it was uh, homecoming until I rolled in and saw the sign "Welcome Alumni to Homecoming Weekend." So, congratulations to uh, current Jacob students and alumni on Homecoming Weekend here in Algonquin. Well, I got to tell you, when you also have a PA announcer like this guy over here, it's really uh, gives you a lot of energy when you get your name announced, especially for first downs and everything like that too. So hopefully Jacobs will have a few more of those mentioned in this second half and maybe even touchdowns. That would be even better because I would love to hear what this guy sounds like when a touchdown comes through. Kind of reminds me of uh, Ray Clay, if you remember him with the, the Bulls back in the 90s. You know? Ray and Clay! Now. Ray Clay! I love it! I absolutely love it! Oh man, those were the days. All righty, as JT Reitz for Prairie Ridge will set up to kick off left to right. This looks like it is going to sail into the end zone for a touchback, so Jacobs will take over on their own 20-yard line to start out this second half down by 21. I want to thank you all for joining in, uh, listening to us on the Northwest Herald Game of the Week, presented by Reichert Chevy Buick. 21 nothing lead for Prairie Ridge here as we start the second half. Sorry, Jimmy. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Got to earn my... Uh, yeah, Earn my keep, too. You know? Of course you do. Of course. I love it. It's awesome, man. Always love doing this stuff with you. All right. As Bardwaj gets set up for the first play, 
And he hands it off to Mobeck, but Mobeck is tripped up in the backfield. Might have dove to the original line of scrimmage. He had a little, little bit of a hole there, but it was uh, it was stopped by one of the uh, Prairie Ridge defensive linemen. Yeah, I think it was just a just a little shoelace tackle, just kind of a, a slap and get lucky type of thing where it just brought him down. And here comes. Bardwaj on second and ten. Four-point stances by that defensive line. And Bardwaj drops back. And he is finally brought down. After Drew Fryer getting in. Tried to tried to back up a little bit there, but the pocket collapsed pretty quickly. Yeah, he rolled out of it. Fryer uh, outran him, but then just kind of came back after Bardwaj rolled away and just couldn't couldn't leg it out to uh, get over to his right to get that open pass. But, yeah, that pocket collapsed very quick, and uh, only the second sack of the evening, and both of them been by Prairie Ridge. That was a loss of about six. It'll be third and 16 on the Jacobs 14. Jacobs would need a pretty big first down here to keep this drive going. And it looks like Bardwaj has both Mobeck and Michaels lined up to his left and right as he gets, throws it deep for oh. Josh Hill. Oh, and it goes right through his hands. It was at about the 40. Yeah, and wow, I mean, just what a pass by Bardwaj. But that was, uh, Josh Hill wants that one back. He absolutely wants that one back. Said exactly what I would say, Jimmy. It just, he wants it back. He's, you know, the young man's probably going to, be thinking about that one tonight as it, I, you know, I don't know how Bardwaj got that through the double coverage, but was able to get it all the way to Hill, led him beautifully, and just went right in between Hill's hands. That would have been a huge third down conversion for Jacobs, and now they're forced to punt. All righty, as we have Castellano is back to punt and Jackson Willis to receive for Prairie Ridge. And here comes Willis. He's going to call for a fair catch. A little bit inside the 45. So Prairie Ridge will take over here with very good field position at about the 42 of Jacobs. We'll see if the Wolves go with that mix of uh, pass into their running game that they are already been running. Seemed like Jacobs kind of had an answer for that triple option where they kind of had to get a little tricky with those uh, reverses to Carter Evans and just a little bit more options. And here comes Kirchberg. He almost, he actually fumbled it and was able to recover. Gets himself past the 30 over the first down marker. Well, it took a lucky bounce back into his hands. I thought he was going to kind of lose it and kick it around. But Kirchberg recovers very quickly and turns it into a first down. That could have been very costly. Kirchberg was uh, pretty excited he had the pitch. It was a good pitch by Connor Leiden. And it is a first down. Longest run of the night for Kersberg, three yards, 16, or th three carries for 16 yards. And here comes Leiden under center with Brown in motion. Again, does that nice little reset. This time, Kersberg in motion, and he pitches it out to the left. Kersberg gets around the corner. He may gets inside the five. Finally brought down out of bounds. Subaric put a big hit on him to knock him out of bounds, keep him from scoring. That's two straight big runs by Kirchberg now, and Prairie Ridge is right now in the red zone, and 
probably going to take advantage of uh, just a rough start by Jacobs as uh, they've kept him off the board so far. It'll be first. It'll actually be first down on the five. So basically first down and goal here. And here comes Leiden under center. And he takes it himself, and it looks like he's going to jog into the end zone for a touchdown. Touchdown, Prairie Ridge. That's two touchdown runs for Connor Leiden. Didn't even look like uh, anyone really got a hand on him. And, you know, just like the first time he ran from 12 yards back in the first quarter, it was this time, you know, he just kind of powered his way through and just no one could bring him down. And that's a big, big hole now for Jacobs to try and come back as they're down by four scores. And that is the deception of the triple option offense where you really feel like the quarterback might be handing it off, but then the next thing you know, he just pulls it out at the last second and takes it himself. And Reitz will set up for the extra point. And that will be good. So that will be 28 to nothing. Prairie Ridge with 9.32 left in the third quarter. And Jacobs again, I mean, that was, a, you know, you, you felt like they were just, they were right there. You know, they were right there on their first drive. And then, of course, Prairie Ridge being as good as they are on offense, you really have to make sure that you limit their opportunities. And un and unfortunately for Jacobs right now, that is a big, that is a pretty big hole to dig yourself out of. But, hey, you still got a lot of game left to play. You can't, you can't figure to yourself, you can't give up now. We got to still try to make this a game. Yeah, I mean, they're not out of it yet. There is still plenty of time in this game. You know, there's, what, at least 20 minutes left of football left. And based on the way... You know, based on what we've seen throughout the weeks here, Jimmy, a team can easily score. It doesn't matter who you are. A team could easily put together two scores in a short amount of time. So, I mean, you know, you get one on the offense, you get a, a turnover and another one, you've cut that lead right in half. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, hang my head down if I was Jacobs. And plus it gives a chance to uh, maybe work on some reps for, uh, for the upcoming weeks here as they got a tough schedule ahead of them. That is very true. And it is. Uh, no way, man. You're right. Thank you. Thanks. So Jacobs will Jacobs will take over here at their at their own twenty. Wait a point after emergency. Hang in there, Jimmy. I'm try I'm trying. And here comes Bardwaj. Drops back about three to five steps. Looking for Daniel Klein, and it looked like uh, it looks like they are going to give him the catch on the near sideline over to the left. That was a good job by Daniel Klein to get his hands underneath that pass from Cole Bardwash, so that'll be a first down for Jacobs. Yeah, I thought he might have trapped it, but I didn't have a good look of it. Of course, that side official is able to uh, get a good look at it. it was, the play was right in front of him, but good job by Daniel Klein getting... Uh, that first reception on this drive for Jacobs and move the move the ball forward. Big 12-yard gain. And it looks like an offensive lineman for Jacobs is actually hurt on the play. So Bill Mitz is going to go check on him while the offense kind of rallies around and talks to each other. So 28 to nothing right now. Prairie Ridge with that lead. 9.26 left in the third quarter here on the Northwest Herald. Game of the week presented by Reichert Chevy Buick in Woodstock. 
trying to see what the trainers are doing for the linemen for Jacobs. I'm not, I, I didn't see what number that was. And it looks like it was actually number 54. That was 54 for uh, for Jacobs. Was that uh, Nick that's, Zonta? Is that Zonta? It's also uh, plays both sides of the ball too. So hopefully, well, hope, hopefully, uh, hopefully he's okay. As uh, we'll try to update you on his status here. Hopefully in a little bit, but yeah. So that was a good pass. I mean, good pass by by Cole Bardwaj. I mean, uh, not not bad over to Daniel Klein. Klein able to get his hands under it and get a really you know a good reception. Uh, you know, again, as we were talking with Joe and as we were talking with you earlier as well, as uh, looks like Zonta is being helped off the field by one of the trainers. So a uh, pretty good sign. It looks like he is actually he's kind of trying to walk under his own will. So that's that's good to see. Doesn't hopefully he'll be all right for the rest of the game. Nonetheless, uh, Jacobs will take over here. They're on their own 32 for a first and 10 after the first down pass. Well, it's like uh, what we were talking to Joe Stevenson about at halftime. You know, just the shorter stuff I think is going to work out. And, uh, you know, he saw it happen. The last long throw they had was in and out of the hands of Hill. So not Bardwash's at fault at at that one. And here comes the pass again. Oh, and it is... It looks like it is intercepted by Prairie Ridge. It was off the hands of Daniel Klein into the hands of Ty Baker. So Baker able to get his hands on it. So that is a very, very big turnover for this Prairie Ridge defense. Yeah, not not much you can do about that if you're Cole Bardwaj. I mean, it looked like the throw was kind of on the money to, to Daniel Klein, but just in and out of the hands, he just got got popped right away and... Just a tough break for the Jacobs offense as it looked like they finally start, started getting into a rhythm. And here comes Lydon again. This time he drops back to pass, and he is hit, and it is broken up by it looks like number 15. That would be number 15 for Jacobs. That was uh, that was Lewis, Cor- Lewis Corral. And that was a very good pass breakup as it looked like I think Jackson Willis actually ran a little wheel route out of the backfield. And it was broken up by Corral. That was a great job of using the hands and, and the closing speed on the pass was remarkable. Second down and 10. And Leiden pitches it out to Kirchberg and Kirchberg is almost tackled in the backfield. But whoever tried to tackle him on the play got a hold of his jersey, but not enough. So that'll be a third down and about six yards to go here on Jacobs 44. Correction, it's actually on the 40. 8.35 left in the third quarter. And Leiden actually tried to do a right-hand right hand side run, tried to do a pitch out to Willis, but he is dropped before he could get the pitch off. It looked so like it was Bradley Silva did a good job staying at home. I thought Leiden was going to pitch that for sure, but it cuts back inside. and Big stop, and now uh, forces Prairie Ridge to possibly go for it on fourth down here. And it looks like that's exactly what they're going to do as Leiden is waiting for the play from his offensive coordinator. 
Prairie Ridge is definitely going to go for it here. So Jacobs needs a big stop on defense. And Brown goes into motion. And it looks like Prairie Ridge is actually going to call a timeout. So again, Jacobs is going to have a big opportunity here for a stop after the interception by Cole Bardwaj off the hands of Daniel Klein during their last possession. So again, you know, your defense, you're, you're relying on your defense to give you a really big play so that you can keep yourselves in it. Yeah, you got to give credit to this Jacobs defense for what they've done to keep the offense in this game. I mean, just when you started to think that the Golden Eagles had a rhythm going on offense, the interception gets thrown by Bardwaj off the hands of Daniel Klein. You know, of course, the, the first possession coming out of the half, you have the, that, that pass that went to Josh Hill that went right through his hands that would have set them up for a, a fresh set of downs at the middle of the field. And, you know, it's just Jacobs starting to, starting to get something going a little bit, but then that turnover sends it right back to Prairie Ridge with a good field position. If you can get a stop from your defense here, you're still in this ballgame. And here we go as it is fourth and six. Fourth and six, and actually the Wolves have Keegan Garris lined out to the right-hand side. Going in motion, and Leiden again throws the pass over to the right-hand side to Blake Brown, and it's going to be a first down. He's brought down out of bounds at about the 22. So that was a big that was a big fake by Leiden, and he found Brown open on a little bit of a flare, and there we go, first down. Yeah, Brown was wide open on that flare too, and it's just unfortunate for the Jacobs defense as now it's a fresh set of downs close to the end zone for the Wolves and a big 15-yard gain. And here comes Leiden again, gives it to Willis, and Willis is swallowed up pretty quickly. And he was brought down again pretty quickly, only a gain of a yard. It'll be second and nine on Jacobs 24. Wolves still holding on to a 28-0 lead with 7.07 left in the third quarter. And Leiden had it, but he gave it to Willis. Looks like Willis up the middle, and he got the first down on the play. Again, really kept the Pistons pumping on that run. Got himself to the first down, again, with that just that resilience he has with his running ability. Yeah, and he's already off to a, a better start this quarter than he had in the second quarter. I mean, uh, 16 carries, 143 yards on the night. Only one touchdown, though. You'd think with numbers like that that uh, he'd have more scores. Goes Brown into motion, and Leiden this time looking over the middle, over to Carter Evans for a touchdown. Thirty-four nothing Prairie Ridge with six twenty-nine left in the third quarter. Here, that was a great pass by Connor Leiden over to Carter Evans, his tight end. So now Evans has both a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown on the night. Yeah, we were even saying at the half, you know, we haven't seen Carter Evans uh, get a reception yet. And, of course, the first one he gets, you know, is, uh, is good for a score. Just like the first time he carried the ball tonight, it was good for a score. So Carter Evans being a little bit of a good luck charm when, uh, whenever he gets the ball, he seems to score. And Reitz has the extra point, and it's good. So it'll be 35 nothing here. 
So again, if you're the Jacobs offense, you really just have to try and see if you can get something going. Yeah, you you know, it was a big turnover on the last drive, but still, hey, you got to just got to see if you can make if you can make something happen and, you know, get yourself like you were saying, maybe just get yourself some reps and, you know, hey, you never know, you never know what could happen. Yeah, at this point, that's all you can really ask for. You know, you're you're you got a, a quarterback making his first career start at the varsity level. You know, I know he's gotten some reps this season, some of them in garbage time, some of them after the injury last week. But you know, he gets the start tonight, not looking great. At the same time, you're seeing what he's capable of, and I think once he kind of locks into what he's capable of doing, you know, it, it really changes the whole landscape of the of the offense for Jacobs. And I think. I think just get some good reps here against uh, against Prairie Ridge. You know, maybe maybe you can fight to uh, keep it from being a running clock. Maybe you can keep some of those Prairie Ridge starters in the game so you can face the best competition that, that you have right now. But you're going to have a tougher opponent in Cary Grove next week when you go to Cary Grove to face them. So Jacobs needs whatever they can do right now to make sure they can find their rhythm, find what works, and just uh, see what they uh, need to work on for practice in this week coming up here. Yeah, that is going to be a huge. That's going to be a huge game for uh, for Jacobs and obviously for Kerry Grove. But I would want to say more so for Jacobs. Uh, you know, and we're actually going to be there. We'll actually be there next week in uh, in in Kerry, and we'll uh, we'll have that game live here on nwherald.com. Yeah, so please join us uh, next Friday for that one. Looks like we got a, a wolf down on the field. The Prairie Ridge Wolves uh, have a man down after that play. Can't see who it is. Now would be a good time to tell you, though, that you can score big when you choose Adams Collision, featuring lifetime warranty pickup and drop-off service, industry-certified technicians, and more. Visit the locations in Huntley, McHenry, Lake in the Hills, and Harvard. That's Adams Collision. I want to thank them for being a sponsor tonight. Oh, and by the way, while we also have a little bit of time here, this is actually something that uh, you know I found I was able to find out last weekend. Uh, you know, a former uh, former Jacobs quarterback, uh, uh, Chris. It was a uh, Chris Katrinick, and uh, he actually got his first career, first college career touchdown pass for uh, for Duke. Yeah, that's uh, that was neat to see a Division One uh, touchdown there uh, against what was that North Carolina Central that, uh, that I believe it. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was against North Carolina Central, and I think it was in. Um, they were up. They were up like I think pretty pretty high. You know, fourth for, quarter. Yeah, fourth yeah. quarter. Uh, I believe it was kind of. Uh, you know, garbage time, but hey, you know what? Still, at the same time, for being a freshman and playing in Division One, especially at you know an ACC school, I mean, such as Duke. Obviously, they've you know they've had better success in recent years with their football program. But that's got to be so great for him to just get his first career touchdown pass. And I actually saw a couple of things on social media as well. I saw on Twitter that uh, his family was so happy for him. They were at the game. That was just it was it was a great sight to see. You know, you always you always have to love that. You know, when the kids get an opportunity to play college sports and then their family gets to see their first score or their first no matter what it is they get to see their first kind of accolade you know it's just it, it was it, it was beautiful I, I i just thought i just thought i would i would mention that on here because he was such a such a great quarterback for for jacobs that's a feel-good story here on homecoming night for jacobs yeah absolutely as jt reitz is going to set up for the kickoff left to right and it 
starts off. Looks like it may or may yep, it's going to sail into the end zone. Josh Hill just let it go over his head, so that will be a touchback. Jacobs will take over at the 20. Now we'll see how Cole Bardwash comes out here. Uh, type of uh, passes being thrown. Running game really hasn't gotten going for Jacobs at all on the evening. Yeah, they haven't. I they haven't run it. They haven't run the ball a lot. Nine carries, thirty-three yards is what I've got. And here comes Bardwaj. He gives it to. It looked like that was. Uh, that was, was Mobax. No, it was Mike. That was, uh, no, that was actually Subaric. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah Subaric. It was. Uh, Subaric with the carry on that play, about three yards. It's his first carry of the evening. Sheena made some big defensive plays and some almost uh, big plays on defense, so starting to get incorporated here late in the game. And three running backs set with one receiver right, and this time Subaric gets the run again. Still on his feet, gets a first down past the 30. Good job by Sabaric to keep the legs going on that run and get himself a first down. Yeah, I say he got some good secondary yardage on that after he broke the first tackle. So uh, some, you know, some good yards, uh, yards after tackle for Subaric gets a fresh set of downs for the Eagles. Perhaps they're going to th- uh, keep things on the ground this time around as uh, going to the air hasn't been working out for them. And here comes Bardwaj again with this time with the fake, but he's going to try to run out of the pocket, and he throws it over to Michaels, it looks like, but it is dropped. So it'll be incomplete, second down coming up on the 31. Again, Prairie Ridge really not showing any signs of stopping with their defense. I mean, they keep sending they keep sending the blitz packages with their linebackers, and their defensive linemen are getting so much. They're getting a good amount of penetration pretty quickly. So, you know, Bardwaj has uh, got his got his work cut out for him in his first in his first high school start. And here comes Michaels again. They tried going through the right, and didn't get a lot on that carry. Wolves just read that all the way, and it's just it seems like up the middle the Prairie Ridge Wolves defensive line is just sniffing out everything that Jacobs is throwing at them when they uh, kind of push it in between the tackles. It'll be third and 11, five, about five minutes remaining in the third quarter. And here comes Bardwaj again. This time he throws over the middle, and it looks like Desmond was really looking for pass interference, and he is not going to get it. That was Kyle Koblinger on the coverage, and Desmond really feeling like uh, Koblinger got his hands on him pretty early while the pass was in the air, but nonetheless, it'll be a fourth. It'll be a fourth down, and Jacobs will have to punt. Yeah, it's an interesting no call because there definitely was contact between the two, but I think uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, there. There wasn't an arm extension, uh, which is I think sometimes what officials are looking for from defenders in order to throw the flag anyhow. And Castellano will set up to punt. Kind of a low snap, but gets it off nonetheless. Pretty decent snap. Gets it over to Jackson Willis, and Willis did not do a fair catch, so he will be down by the Jacobs coverage team. 
bold move by Willis to not go for the uh, the fair catch there. Uh, it looked like he was about to get smoked by one of the gunners for for Jacobs, but uh, just a little bit of a sidestep, holds on to that football and avoids being uh, hit brutally. And so here we come with Connor Lydon in the Prairie Ridge Wolves offense with Keegan Garris lined up to the left as the wideout. And Kirchberg gets the pitch out to the left, and he jumps his way to a couple of yards, probably about actually five or six. And it looks like Luis Corral for Jacobs was in on the tackle. Kirschberg coming alive here in the second half. Uh, six for six carries for 46 yards. Didn't see a lot of him back in the first half. He's already picked up about 30 of his 46 here in the second. Well, with Jackson Willis getting all of the carries pretty much and a lot of the a lot of the yardage for this Wolves offense. They're getting him involved quite a bit, and it looks like Lydon is in on the keeper, still on his feet, getting past the 30 inside. Inside the 30, almost to about the 25 on that run. Yeah, about a 24-yard run for Leiden. That's a, one of his biggest ones of the night. And we do actually have a flag on the play now. And this looks like it might be going against... Looks like it might be going against Prairie Ridge. As a matter of fact, it... It looks like it was a holding penalty, but it was uh, the run was the run was so long that now it's still going to be a first down for Prairie Ridge. Not a lot of penalties committed by the Wolves tonight. Third one for 25 yards, compared to Jacobs who has five for 55. And again, they have Garris lined up to the left as their only receiver as Brown goes into that fake motion. And Leiden finally hands it off to Willis, and Willis cuts up field, goes through the middle, down to the 20, down to the 10, inside the end zone for his second touchdown of the night. Great blocking on the right side of the line for Willis. He went completely untouched all 40 yards, picking up his second touchdown of the night, and the young man... Already with 183 yards on 17 carries. Man, he just displayed so much agility on that run. Was going up the middle, finally cut it back to go out to the left. And from there, it was just off to the races at that point. And he got in the end zone for a touchdown. Prairie Ridge is up 41 to nothing, depending on the extra point here by Reitz. And Reitz gets it through the crossbar. For an extra point, so that'll be forty-two to nothing. And we'll Prairie have a ridge, and that is officially a running clock. Yep, we'll have a running clock as soon as uh, as soon as Jacobs gets the ball back. And that, uh, for those of you listening that don't understand what exactly what that means, uh, normally on incomplete passes, uh, you would see a stoppage of the clock, and then of course. Uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, throughout the game or if it's just uh, towards the end of the game when you see uh, plays that go out of bounds, it stops the clock. But all that is negated once it uh, becomes, ah, here we go. The official scorekeeper uh, is giving me the actual uh, rules on it here. 
Can I just say how helpful these guys have been tonight? Seriously, yes, yeah. these guys have been absolutely fantastic. Everybody here in the booth that we have with us has been super helpful with just about everything. So the fine folks over here at Jacobs High School, thank you so much for all of your help tonight. As the kick from JT Reitz sails into the end zone again, it'll be a touchback. So Jacobs will take over again at their own 20. So, Paul, do you have an explanation for me, or do you want me to keep going until yeah, you find so it? Yeah, so no, okay. here we go. Okay, so yeah, when either team has gained a 40-point differential at any time during the second half, the clock shall run continuously for the remainder of the game with the following exceptions. Here they are. Timeout charge to a team after a score, the timeout in between the third and the fourth quarters, and an extended injury timeout. So there's not a lot of instances where it stops that clock. Thank you. All righty, so here we go as Bardwaj lines up under center with Mobeck and Michaels in the backfield. And Bardwaj rolls out to his left, throws it over the top of Nicholas Desmond. And again, you know, throwing throwing across, I mean, it, it all... It, I feel like that's such a, a weird concept to throw across your body and roll out to the side where, you're, like, it's your. If you're you throw right-handed, you roll out to your left. I, I've I've always just been kind of confused by that. Well, you're saying what he did there to yeah, throw across his yeah. body. Yeah, I, I feel it, like it's all, I feel like that's such a tough throw to make. And and I don't know if maybe it was the the angle with him coming towards us this time around versus what we saw earlier in this game, but it, I think that one looked a little bit smoother where. Uh, it, you know, it's well, just, he made it look easy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, just, I know I, there's no way I would ever be able to do that. I just I feel like it just looks uncomfortable. And Bardwaj actually gives a little bit of a fake here and gets it over to Josh Wilson. Hill. Oh, uh, not Josh Wilson. That was Josh Hill. And it looks like that's actually going to be incomplete. And he... Probably yeah, seems probably like he was out of, out of bounds. bounds on the oh, far man. side. Yeah, and that's that's unfortunate because that's the first time I think we've seen them hook up on uh, on that fade route there, and just uh, just so unfortunate that that just that rhythm in between Bardwash and Hill has just not been able to click tonight. And you see, they're slowly getting there. That something's slowly starting to happen between the two of them, where I think it, it's going to be an exciting play for uh, for the next few games that we're going to see uh, the, those two play together. And a little under two minutes remaining here in the third quarter. It'll be third and 10 for this Golden Eagles offense as they have trips left. And Bardwaj goes back to pass again, and it is intended for Nicholas Desmond, but it sails out of bounds. So that'll be fourth down, and Castellano and the special teams unit will come out for another Jacobs Golden Eagles punt. And again, Bardwaj really showing, really displaying his arm strength, but the accuracy right now just maybe not where he exact, you know, not where he wants it to be. But that's why you have that's why you have practice, and you know now he has an opportunity to kind of just hone in on that, you know, on that skill, on that craft, and you know maybe see if he can take the, you know, take uh, some of the some of the positive momentum on on some of the throws that he has made tonight, and take that into the into the next couple of weeks. Still have about you know another uh, fourth quarter, another fourth quarter here to play. But again, here comes Jackson Willis. Again, he is not he is not doing the fair catch call. It is it is so weird to see. I mean, I, I think he just wants a big return or something out of it because that's the second time, second time that he has not called for a fair catch. Yeah, I mean, it's dangerous. I mean, I you know, he's he's such a crucial part of the success of this team and 
I think if he's if he's going to continue to do that, I mean, I would I would hope that the coaches are telling him, you know, hey, you've got to you got to have a better judgment when that ball's up in the air of uh, whether or not you want to catch it or not with a fair catch, and you know, he's going to get himself hurt if if uh, if he's if he's not careful, and that you'd hate to see you'd hate to see that happen. About twenty seconds remaining. It. It doesn't look like there will be a play run for this uh, rest of this third quarter. That's actually going to bring us down to the end of it. So after this quick break, we are going to have the fourth quarter of play from Algonquin, Illinois, where Jacobs is playing against the Prairie Ridge Wolves. They have a f- uh, they're down 42 to nothing right now, but we'll be right back for the fourth quarter after this. Reichert Chevrolet Buick of Woodstock is proud to present its great selection of quality and competitively priced vehicles. If you are looking for new or used Chevy or Buick car, truck, or SUVs, make a short drive to our Woodstock dealership. Buick offers an exciting lineup of the Enclave, Regal, and LaCrosse. Check out our Chevrolet inventory, including the stylish Camaro, Cruze, Impala, or the tough Traverse, Tahoe, or Silverado. Call us at 815-338-2780. Contact us online at ReichertAutos.com. And welcome back to the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Riker Chevy Buick as the Wolves are now taking over. And there is a fumble on the play. And it looks like the backup quarterback for Prairie Ridge is now in. That would be number 41. I don't necessarily have him on my roster just yet. 41. Patrick Gartner. It looked like number 41, Patrick Gartner. So he is actually a running back on the roster, but it looks like he is the uh, the backup quarterback for Connor Lydon. So that was a fumble on the first on his first snap, and Jacobs will take over. And Bardwaj hands it off to Mobeck. And Mobeck got a couple of yards on the carry. About looks like about four or five. And Jacobs getting that big. Uh, they got a fumble recovery after a after a fumble from the backup quarterback of Prairie Ridge, Patrick Gartner. So now Jacobs on about. They're on Prairie Ridge's 49-yard line, so a little bit past midfield. They have a three-running back set. And Bardwaj gives it to Mobeck, who goes out to the right-hand side. Almost almost had a first down, gets a couple of yards. And it was Koblinger on the tackle for Prairie Ridge. So a little under about about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. They have that three back set, and this time it's Subaric. And it looks like he dove forward for Golden Eagles first down. First down! 
In all honesty, I was waiting for the PA announcer to tell me. So, I, you know, there you go. It is a first down there for the Jacobs Golden Eagles after the big after the run by Subaric. And Bardwaj rolls out to his left, and it's a catch by number four for Jacobs. It looks like that was Vandalind. And it was another Jacobs first down. But not before, another Golden Eagle first down! little over nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, so Jacobs moving along here. And Bardwash does a fake handoff, goes to his right, and gets it over to Mobeck, and Mobeck bobbles it for a good couple of seconds before it rolls incomplete. I thought for a second we were going to see a repeat of what we saw last week with Augie Lichtenstein from Johnsburg with that one-handed grab that we saw him, but Mobeck not able to uh, corral that down. It gets away from him for an incomplete pass. That was probably the most Odell Beckham-like catch I've seen all season, so that was ap- that was great from Augie Lichtenstein last week. And Mobeck, that Mobeck might have been the biggest little... <laughs> play we've seen it, all yeah. season for no, sure. Yeah. I, the biggest non-scoring play. Anyhow. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So here comes Bardwaj again, and he rolls out to his right. He's got Vandalind. And, yeah, there was a little bit of a collision there. So it looks like that was number 26 on the collision, Ty Baker for Prairie Ridge. So he's going to get called here for a pass interference, and that will move Jacobs even closer to that end zone. And there were a couple of there were a couple of interference uh, non calls to tell you the truth that maybe uh, you know maybe Jacobs was looking for earlier in the game, but nonetheless they're definitely going to get that one. That was pretty legitimate. Yeah, that's I think that's that's the right call, and I you know I I think I have to agree with the officiating on everything we've seen. That doesn't get old. Nope, it doesn't. Hasn't gotten old the entire game. As Bardwaj has that three running back set. And he'll do the fake handoff again this time. Oh, boy, there is a... Nope, they're going to rule it as an incomplete pass because his arm was moving forward. Yeah, that's, and, and that's yeah. an interesting call. If, if, I think if replay factored into high school football that, you know, we'd see that that might not have been a throwing motion, but lucky break for the Jacobs offense as it looked like he might have been cocking the ball forward a little when he, bit uh, when he was going back. When he was going back, and then he got tackled. It looked like he came forward in order to in order to actually you know just the, throw it to the ground. I mean that's you know little, yeah we don't we don't have any we don't have any little, replay here. Little I wish tuck we, rule action yeah, going ab- on. Yeah, absolutely. So Bardwaj goes back to pass again, and he tries throwing it over to Michaels, and it'll roll incomplete. Bardwaj a little bit a little bit frustrated with himself right now, just because he knows the accuracy isn't what he wants it to be. So. Looks like they're going to go ahead and uh, try for another. They're going to try again here, third and 10. And they're at Prairie Ridge's 15 with about 6.25 left in the game. We've got a three receiver set to the right and one to the left. Looks like Daniel Klein lining up to the left. And Bardwaj takes a belt high snap again, and this time he's going to roll right. He's going to throw over across his body, and it is intercepted by number 24, and that is Drew Fryer, the Prairie Ridge corner. It was a very, very, very athletic play made by Fryer to die for the interception.
So you have to imagine... You have to imagine taking over here at about their own seven with about 535 left that Prairie Ridge is going to do whatever they can to just run out the rest of the clock. And again, number 41 for Prairie Ridge, that would be Gartner. Patrick Gartner, he is the backup quarterback, so he will be taking the remainder of the snaps here for Prairie Ridge. Yes, uh, Prairie Ridge does have the benefit, though, where they don't necessarily have to run the football in order to run the clock down, so really he can try just about anything. That's very true with that running clock. And we have a flag. It looks like it's going to be a false start here on Prairie Ridge, so that'll bring them back a little bit. We'll bring them back a little bit instead of being on their own... Th on their own 13 to 14, that's actually going to bring them back to their own 9. Both teams with five penalties on the night. And here comes Gartner under center looking for the play from his offensive coordinator. I think he's actually looking at the clock to see when exactly he should run the play. And it looks like here is the carry. That was number 39. Looks like Zachary Benson, one of the other running backs, one of the one of the backup running backs. He is actually a freshman. So they put him they put him in at running back on that play. Gets a couple of gets a couple of yards, uh, about five actually. So it'll be third and six. And again, the clock continues to run down, 3.34. And here comes Gartner. He gets the ball up the middle to, again, that was to Zachary Benson. So the freshman getting himself a good amount of carries here for, while uh, Prairie Ridge has a 42 to nothing lead. And Prairie Ridge did not convert on that third down, so they will be. They're going to have to punt here. After it'll be fourth and two, so Reitz will punt almost at a. He'll be lined up almost at about the two. Well, here in the waning minutes, Jimmy, uh, we were kind of talking off the air about player of the game here. Uh, whether it be Connor Lydon or uh, Jackson Willis. And I think the easy answer would be Jackson Willis, but I'm trying to make a case for Connor Lydon here. Uh, he ends his night three for five, 55 yards passing, no touchdowns and an interception. So not the prettiest of lines as a passer, but those are some big passes the few times that he did. You know, so he has 60% completion rate out of the five attempts that he had. But he had eight carries for 80 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, they came in between the uh, the two ones that, that Jackson Willis had. I don't know. I kind of want to say that, that Connor Lydon was important to the offense today, uh, just, you know, in the sense that, you know, that's what a quarterback does. But at the same time, you know, he had he had an early touchdown and uh, one before Willis got his second touchdown, which was almost, at that point, way out of hand. Well, uh, don't forget. Well, actually, don't forget about the, uh, the, the pass that he had to Carter Evans. 
uh, yeah, over, over so the he middle. did. Yeah, he did oh, have yeah, a throwing did, touchdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he did have a th- he did have the throwing touchdown. So yeah, I mean, he you know, Leiden again. It all starts with the quarterback. I mean, you have to you have to make sure that you have a very good quarterback in order to run this kind of offense or any offense for that matter. So I, I would say I would say Connor Leiden would be a good would be a, a pretty good pick. All right, well there you have it. There we go. Uh oh, and oh boy. It looks like Jacobs is on the board. It looks like Jacobs is going to be on the board here. It's going to be a safety because of a bad snap by Prairie Ridge. Sailed over the head of JT Reitz. And Jacobs find them, finds themselves on the board here. 42-2. to I, I have to say, I'm pretty sure that... Uh, Shrimp is probably not going to be happy about that one just because you uh, probably really did want to shut out there. Uh, but now you had a, a, a botched special teams play, and now Jacobs finds themselves on the board. It's 42-2. to two. Well, and this isn't the first time we've seen this happen. Almost an exact we saw it happen car- at the Huntley yeah, game. Yeah, exact carbon copy of what we saw back in, what was that, week three at Prairie Ridge when uh, on that first, uh, first possession of the game that actually uh, helped put Huntley on the board as a, it wasn't a safety. It ended up being uh, Huntley's ball on the one yard line where Chris Raffin was able, able to punch it in for one of his many rushing touchdowns of the year. But, uh, you know, it's just a special teams play that I think Chris Trump, I think he's more thinking about, you know, the shutout's nice, but Hey, we got to work on that. Cause, uh, after tonight we'll have five wins. We're, we're going playoffs this year more than likely. And we can't let teams, uh, teams do that to us this year. And Reitz is going to kick from his own 20. He still has a pretty good boot, and he gets it. Okay, it looks like Hill is going to be the one to return as he jukes up to the... Oh, he is still... Wow, he is still on his feet. It looked like he was hit at about the 35, but then bounced out of it somehow. So he'll take it to about the 37, and there's 214 left and counting in this game. Jacob's able to get a safety after the bad snap by Prairie Ridge's special teams, uh, the punting unit, and sailed out of the, it actually just went out of the end zone. Reitz couldn't even get, couldn't get to it, and now it's 42-2, still with the running clock. And Bardwaj is under center with three running backs, and he backs... Goes back to pass, looking for Klein, and Klein makes the catch. Wow. Inside the 20-yard line. What a catch by Klein, and that was really good accuracy by Cole Bardwaj. That was the accuracy we were talking about and probably what he wanted to happen all game. But, hey, better, better now than never. Well, he seems to have a good uh, good rapport with uh, Daniel Klein on the field here. Five receptions for Klein for 88 yards, and just the re- leading receiver for the uh, Jacobs Golden Eagles. And it looks like we actually do have an, we have an injured uh, injured player from Prairie Ridge. I can't see exactly who that is right now. That is, that is number 26. Ty Baker. That would be Ty Baker. And that's, that's something I was going to comment on, uh, Ty Baker ba- being a starter. Uh, Prairie Ridge still using a lot of their starters on defense here late in the game and up by 40. I just thought that was kind of an interesting call, and you, you never want to see anyone get hurt. And that's kind of, I think, your fear as a coach when you're keeping guys in this late in the game and there's such a, a, a wide margin in the, uh, the difference in points. Yeah, so it looks like the trainers are still uh, still taking a look. 
and looks like he is he is trying to get up. So Prairie Ridge with a 42 to two lead right now, with 127 left in the fourth quarter. And the uh, the injured player on the field, uh, Ty Baker, looks like he's walking off the field under his own will. So it'll be first and ten for Jacobs after that big pass from Cole Barbage to Daniel Klein. And Bardwage lining up under center with the three running back set. He has Subaric, Mobeck, and Michaels. And Bardwage gets the fake again, rolls to his right, throws it to Mobeck. And that is a complete pass to Mobeck. Clock is still rolling. One minute, about a minute left. Second and second and short. Comes Bardwaj again, this time rolling out to his left. He throws it across his body, gets it over to, it's actually incomplete. He was trying to throw it to number four, Vandalin, for Jacobs. 35 seconds left. Something that Cole Bardwaj has not been able to successfully pull off in this game is just rolling to his left and throwing across his body and Seems like he's always trying to go for a bigger play as it looks like there's always a man kind of closer that he can get it to. And here comes Bardwaj. This time he's trying to roll out, and he finally throws it to Mobeck, and Mobeck is short of the end zone, about a couple of yards short, but there is a flag on the play as the clock continues to roll down, and that will more than likely do it even with the penalty flag, and that is actually going to do it for tonight's game as the Prairie Ridge Wolves beat the Jacobs Golden Eagles 42-2. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors with our final thoughts here on the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Riker Chevy Buick. Reichert Chevrolet Buick of Woodstock is proud to present its great selection of quality and competitively priced vehicles. If you are looking for new or used Chevy or Buick car, truck, or SUVs, make a short drive to our Woodstock dealership. Buick offers an exciting lineup of the Enclave, Regal, and LaCrosse. Check out our Chevrolet inventory, including the stylish Camaro, Cruze, Impala, or the tough Traverse, Tahoe, or Silverado. Call us at 815-338-2780. Contact us online at ReichertAutos.com. Buffalo Wild Wings is the place to bring the whole family for a great night out. We're nearby in Algonquin and Crystal Lake with specials all week long. Enjoy 65-cent boneless wings on boneless Thursdays and Mondays. Get half-priced wings on Tuesdays and stop by on Wednesdays for 99-cent chicken tenders and $1.49 kids meals. Sign up for our free Plays and Rewards loyalty program. Earn points, get rewards. It's more of what you love for what you already love to do. It's all here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Algonquin and Crystal Lake. 
We start by asking, what do you want? It's the way Adams Collision Centers, Adams Collision Service, and Adams Auto Body and Service Center do business. We want to know what we can do for you. If it's a cup of coffee or hot chocolate, a ride home or to your office, or even a rental car, we will do our best to get you what you want. Of course, at the end of the day, everyone wants a hassle-free repair experience and their vehicle to look as good as it did before the accident. We'll work with your insurance carrier. We've worked with nearly all of them to manage your claim. Then our certified repair techs using state-of-the-art equipment restore your vehicle to as good as new. The Adams team wants you to drive carefully and be safe. But if you run into something while you're out and about, we'll be ready to help get what you want right away. The choice is yours. Adams Auto Body and Service Center McHenry, Adams Collision Service Huntley, Adams Collision Center's Lake in the Hills and Harvard, where quality and customer satisfaction count. the Northwest Herald Game of the Week presented by Riker Chevy Buick in Woodstock, serving the greater Crystal Lake, Woodstock, and Huntley area for over 66 years in the home of market-based pricing. Riker Chevy Buick shops the market so you don't have to. For the best deal period, it's Riker Chevy Buick on Route 47 in Woodstock or visit them on the web 24-7 at RikerAutos.com. So the Prairie Ridge Wolves getting themselves a very big win tonight, 42-2 against the Jacobs Golden Eagles. And, uh, you know, we... We, we were saying it before, you know, before the game even started. We said, you know, Prairie Ridge, uh, Prairie Ridge is a very, very good team. Uh, obviously, with Jackson Willis and Connor Lydon, you know, Blake Brown, Ethan Kirchberg, those guys are just absolute monsters. And, you know, uh, Cole Bardwaj for Jacobs getting his first, you know, uh, uh, varsity start as a junior. And, you know, having a didn't have a didn't have a bad game, but, you know, a lot of the accuracy still wasn't there but the arm strength definitely is so that's something he can definitely work on for the rest of the you know for the rest of the season uh paul if you can actually just give me a uh, a scoring recap if you don't sure. mind yeah be don't great. mind at all okay so things started out really early prairie ridge after uh converting on third down on their first drive of the game after they got the ball it was uh, jackson willis later on in that series that got a 58 yard run uh just early on that happened at 945 left in the first quarter that made it seven nothing Flash forward to towards the end of the first quarter, three, uh, 44 seconds left, actually, left in the quarter. It was Connor Lydon that capped off a drive with a 12-yard run. Reitz's kick was good. That made it 14 to nothing. Early on, after uh, Jacobs punted on their next series, it was Prairie Ridge scoring in the early part of the second quarter, just uh, three minutes in on a Carter Evans 20-yard reverse uh, on the ground, 21 nothing. the score there. That's what the score was at halftime. After Jacobs was forced to punt on their first series in the third quarter, Connor Lydon drove the uh, Prairie Ridge Wolves downfield and capped off the drive with a five-yard run. Reitz's kick made it 28 to nothing. Then midway through the third quarter on the very next drive for the Wolves, it was Carter Evans this time getting a pass from, from, uh, from Lydon, 14 yards. That made it 35 to nothing. And then the, uh, I want to say the player of the game, but he's he's not as we uh, we said it was Connor Lydon. It was Jackson Willis, who's uh, more like uh, one of the stars of the area. Gets a 40-yard run, uh, made it 42 to nothing. That was all the scoring for Prairie Ridge. And then uh, Prairie Ridge attempting to punt on their last series of the game. Ball goes over Jackson. Uh, uh, sorry, goes over uh, Reitz's head, and uh, made it 42 to two. And that's the only score for Jacobs in this game. Final score: Prairie Ridge 42, Jacobs two. Player of the game, I think Jimmy and I agreed it was going to be uh, Connor Lydon. Three for five passing, 
55 yards. He has a touchdown, an interception. Carried the ball eight times for 80 yards. Had two scores. I think that's your uh, player of the game for Prairie Ridge and their 42-2 victory over Jacobs. All right. Thank you very much, Paul. And we do have some scores from around the area. A lot of these uh, haven't really gone final just yet, but our producer, Dan Mott, has been working his tail off to make sure that we are actually on the air and also that, that, that he's updating these scores. So as they stand right now, Chris Lake South is uh, Chris Lake South has a lead over Dundee Crown, twenty to nineteen. That's, in that's the one to look out quarter. for. That is a big one right there. Kerry Grove, uh, more than likely getting the win over McHenry. Their lead right now in the fourth quarter is sixty three to twenty one. Crystal Lake Central and Huntley were tied at one point, and Huntley only had a twenty to fourteen lead, but now their lead is up to forty one to fourteen, and I believe that was also for Huntley's homecoming. So that is also in the fourth quarter. You have Normal West who has a lead on Hampshire, 41-20. to That is in the fourth quarter as well. Richmond Burton has a 45-7 to lead over Burlington Central in the fourth quarter. You have Johnsburg beating App- uh, Appleton West, and that is in the fourth quarter as well, is 42-21. to Woodstock North and Marengo are tied 22 apiece in the fourth quarter, and then St. Patrick's getting the win by three over Marion Central, 17 17- to 14. So those are your updated scores from around the area. So that will just about do it here from Algonquin, Illinois. Just want to take this time to thank our sponsors for the night, Riker Chevy Buick of Woodstock, Buffalo Wild Wings, and Adams Collision. We also want to thank all of you for listening tonight. It means the most. And our producer tonight was Dan Mott. Our assistant producers were Kyle Neighbors and John Sally. And we were happy to have this game for you here on the Northwest Herald Game of the Week on nwherald.com. Next week, we will be live from Cary Grove from Cary Grove High School in Cary, Illinois, as the Jacobs Golden Eagles travel to take on the Cary Grove Trojans. Thank you so much for listening, and good night. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.